Another week. Joining me, as always, Dan Miller. Hello. Tom McGill. Good abend. Rick Legato. Hola. Back out of the wilderness. Been gone for a couple of weeks. Tro- trooping all over the countryside, shall we say. Now, before I uh, uh, introduce the film that we're going to have a look at tonight, I just want to reach out to you gentlemen and give me one word. I just, w- I just want one word of how you would describe this film. Just one word. Terrible. Fuckity. <laughs> enjoyable. Tonight we're going to have a look at the terrible, fuckity, enjoyable classic of the sci-fi realm. And classic I use very loosely, extremely loosely. It's old. <laughs> it's uh, 1978 uh, sci-fi. 1977, 1978 or 1979, depending on depending what on website you Depending on where you look, yeah. yep. Um, late 70s sci-fi um Star Crash. I think it's because it was filmed in '77, but didn't wasn't actually released in America until they couldn't bring themselves yeah. to release it. That's right. Yeah. That is, is exactly it? what happened. Yeah. The studio that 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 financed it said, "No, we're not releasing that." And then some <laughs> other studio bought it off them and said, "Oh, we'll we'll, we'll go with it." Okay. F- filmed in in '77, released in '79. Some would say never finished. <laughs> And if you if you watch it, you'll know what we're talking about. I'd like to know more about the studio that bought it. You know, I want to hear that conversation. They're exactly. like, you know, how did that go? What, what we probably the, got it for cheap the, money. The studio that sold it. What was their pitch? It was like, you know, it was probably. We've like, got this old cardboard box here, and there's some stuff in there. You know, there's some old wires. There's a notepad and some broken pencils. But there's also a movie in there. Well, you what know, you about the, the Fantastic Four movie, right? How Marvel then boycotted the re- release of the first Fantastic Four movie that, uh-huh. that uh, John Carpenter did. Mm. Was it Roger Corman? It was a Corman. Corman. Yeah. And um, they could have sold it. They, of course, not didn't want to be associated with that. But if a studio has financed a, p- a turd like this, and then <laughs> they want to get some, they get $10 for it, it's better than nothing. I suspect it, it was bought and sold in a poker game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm trying to think up something like that. It had to have been, you know. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, let's start off by uh, how did we find this one? How did we come across it? Uh, has any did anyone see this prior to finding out about it? No, nope. um, no. Nope. But whoever a couple of weeks whoever ago. suggested it for the show deserves a slap on the shoulder. Uh, 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 sl- well, you got half it right. Like a, <laughs> you mean yeah. Some sl- <laughs> slap somewhere? Yeah, I didn't know what you mean by that. <laughs> Do you mean a pat on the back or a, slap <laughs> on the back? a congratulatory pat on the back? Absolutely, because I, I agree. Because it's um, it's perfect fodder for um, for the shenanigans that we like to get up to with this type of film. Um, it's great when we come across something. We we love the sci-fi that if you ask anybody at the time that's involved in this project, they take it very seriously. But it has not stood the test of time. And at the t- in hindsight, they probably could have spent more money, 
better money, money in better places, those sorts of things. And it makes for a really good conversation. What was the the quote from the producer or director of Zardos? You know, that his film went went from from, um, production to classic without ever passing through success. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Went from release to classic without ever passing through success. And this certainly falls under that heading. Yeah. Well, this one's still travelling. Mm. We don't know where it's going to stop. Absolutely. This, uh, what this about has you? Big, big cult following. This has a... Really? Even, there is even, yeah. There is even a, a, an anthology published in 2010... The continuing stories of Stella Star. Really, with a really? book. It's a book, a uh, book series of I think nine short stories, put together by various different science fiction authors. Wow, I yeah. can sort of believe it. Like cult following. Um, it's called what's it called? It's called Curved Space. Sometimes, yeah, I saw that actually. Oh, right. Sometimes I, well, I mean, quality. I, saw, I think I saw a poster with Curved Space yeah, written on that's it. That's the yeah. book cover, probably. Interesting. Uh, quality is not always the um, uh, the centerpiece to a cult item, is there? In fact, sometimes it almost is a prerequisite. Yeah. Yeah. If I don't it's know too if high quality, it doesn't slide into the cult section. Yeah. 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 I don't know if cult classics actually have quality. <laughs> yeah, I don't think those three things go together. So so I didn't catch your answers. No one saw this before. You no. didn't see it, Dan? Never no. even heard of it. Okay. No idea. No okay. bloody idea. So I don't know where it came from. It turned up in our uh, Skype group I, chat. I found it. Couple of, it was you. I found it YouTubing around. That's right. And some link came to that film and it had a, you know, she was a skimp, scampily clad female. So I thought, oh, I'll click on that video. And had these laser laser sword fight stuff. Mm-hmm. Now I had heard of this thing that was Italian Star Wars. Yeah, okay. there yeah. has that has been that 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 thing. This That's meme what I has been floating was. around. But it's not this, is it not? No, no, no. This no. Might be it. there is an Italian Star Wars oh, that's, that's way one. worse than this. Oh, good yeah. lord! This, yeah, it's way worse than this. <laughs> I thought this was it. Then I thought that was this, yeah, and yeah. then and then as I looked into it, I thought, no, I think this is actually better. <laughs> I'm va- well, I'm vaguely aware of that Italian Star Wars is much more of a direct ripoff. Like it's a oh, sort more. of a scene for scene mm-hmm. attempt to just copy it. This one, people say that this one has been has meant to be a ripoff of Star Wars, but the way they fi- they actually filmed it in 1777, which so they, they they wrote the script, they came up with the idea mm. while Star Wars hadn't even really been released yet. And I thought that the director Luigi Cosi, no, um, no, yes, Louis Coates, he calls himself in oh, English, Coates. but he's, yeah, okay. yeah, he's Italian. I thought he'd actually written the the screenplay ish, mm-hmm. if you can call, um, like. A long time before Star Wars. He says that, yeah. Well, that's what, he, yeah. So that's what I heard. But, but that's true. An- no, another, another source I read was that he was asked to make, hey, make make a make a Star Wars film for cheap, mm. and he had never heard of Star Wars, so he bought himself a Star Wars book, read that, and then wrote the script. Uh-huh. But I don't think that I think that's not that's a you know a critical story that mm-hmm. makes a good story. Mm-hmm. But I, think I don't it think it would have been better. I don't know, done. man. I don't know. <laughs> like, Star Wars. How how could he come up with that? The very first scene of the film. We're going to get to this shortly. Is the rumbling. Big battle. Yeah, but the filming. They filmed it after Star Wars. Oh well, they then filmed it late. They finished. <laughs> they wrapped it up in December '77, and they filmed for nine months. So it's quite possible that those the special effects special shots effects were stuff. all done oh, late. Okay, things, that's right? what happened. That's what happened because there's too many parallels that are way too close. You can't yeah. guess to that degree. I just, mm. I don't think. No, I'm pretty sure it was heavily influenced, but but mm. but I don't think that the story evolved out of Star Wars. I think the story was there. 
and then because oh, Star Wars yeah, was yeah. so successful, no, they there's started, no they, parallel. They, they sort of bent the it a little Wars. bit more towards. They bent the it a bit more yeah. to that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's yeah. no parallel to the Star Wars narrative. I mean, that poster that you had just no, it's not the hero. But that's journey. the kind of hypothesis: is that he wrote his story before Star Wars. Okay. But once Star Wars came out, they tried to make his thing a bit more like Star, Star Wars. Wars. He finally got funding for his movie. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I got gotcha. you. All right. What we normally do is use the narrative to plot the course through the uh, the piece. I don't know how we're going to do that. Um, given that the narrative is... It's so linear. Come on. So, so instead <laughs> of using the uh, narrative, let's just stick with the linear progress of the film from start to finish. That's, that's yeah. the original title, by <laughs> the way. Country Stellar, something in the in the third dimension. Yeah. There was a couple of alternative uh, language posters up there. Yeah. Yeah. Do we have a tagline? Le shock de um, I can give you a tagline. An outlaw smuggler and her alien companion are recruited by the Emperor of the Galaxy to rescue his son and destroy a secret weapon by the evil Count Zarth Arn. Okay, first of all, that's not a tagline, that's a synopsis. <laughs> well, that's... That's, an, that's an elevator pitch. That's what we, <laughs> it's an elevator let pitch. Let me see if there's something shorter, but um, I, that's what's... Oh, hang on. The Ultimate Intergalactic Adventure. Oh. That's not much of a that's line. That's one. <laughs> that's a pretty inspiring tagline. The second one is a, a galactic adventure beyond our wildest dreams. Oh, well, that's better. Yeah, in the third dimension. The next one is a sexy space adventure. Ooh. I like that one, they're actually. It's simple and to the point. <laughs> uh, the next one, Star Wars meets Barbarella in the ultimate intergalactic adventure. Yeah. So that's just lazy tagging. Yeah, yeah. Uh, from a vast and distant galaxy, dot, 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 a space adventure for all time. <laughs> well, that's oh, getting closer. Wow. You have to have time. If you don't have the word time in the tagline, <laughs> it's not a tagline. You oh, well, you won't like the last one because it's identical to the previous one, except they've changed all time. It's a, from a vast and distant galaxy, a space adventure like no other. <laughs> well, it is like no. some <laughs> others. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> it's deliberately like some others. It's both like some others and also not like anything else. <laughs> yes. All right. Let's um, let's start at the start. Dan, take us through our uh, narrative journey. That is Star Crash. Now I can't decide. Is it two two words, one word? In IMDb, they listed as one word. Star Crash. Um, on the poster, it's two words. On the poster, it's two words. I've seen it. If you Google both, you you yeah. get just as much stuff. Um, I guess. Who knows? Star Crash, one word. Star Crash. There you go. Nineteen seventy-eight. We should perhaps um, we should perhaps maybe at these these things because we're trying to explain everything. Go through some of the characters, maybe. Mm-hmm. I think that might be helpful. Um, yeah, it's a good idea. So what is, just because the list isn't very long either, which I'm <laughs> no. just seeing here. No. Who are, who, well, who are, the, who are the main actors in we, this We first? probably mostly need to know their names, mm-hmm. and although we're going to spoil this pre-spoiled movie, yep. perhaps not too much about their what they're, they're up to. But, um, okay, so the first one is Acton. Mm. Mm. What do you think of the name Acton? <sighs> It's uh, it's a little suburb down near Civic. <laughs> yes, that's right. Where you used to be able it to catch a ferry from. It happens to be a from. suburb in the place where we live. So yes. every time you hear Acton, you're like, yep. what? Catching a bus to Acton? What? And, and the irony, the irony <laughs> is he didn't do much of it in <laughs> no. the film. Yes, that's right. In fact, I'd say, yeah, he probably. Of overacted <laughs> in the film. No, there was occasionally there was flat no acting happening. There. No, not out of acting. He's now acting is a 
some kind of robot. No, he's an alien. He's an alien, is he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, but unfortunately, the movie never, never ever, really ever, ever tells it, you ever. that. They ever. do, they do. Yeah, no, not until he dies. No, yeah, yeah, they do in the end, but they, they, they do they say that he's an alien. They refer to him once or twice no, yeah. as an alien. Yeah. yeah. yeah well, well, I'm but with not, Dan. Not I was until we already confused. I want to see the receipts because I don't believe. I that think Christopher Poor Plumber, even when he refers to him as your alien navigator. navigator. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. when I found out he was an oh. alien. But that is 70% into the film. And, and the <laughs> Until first then, he's doing all sorts of weird shit that you're yep. thinking, what, what's going on Well, the on here? first things he does in the film is, is calculate the odds, like C-3PO. So yeah. I thought, oh, yeah. he might be an android. Yeah. Uh-huh. Then later on, he does sparkly things with his fingers. Mm. Uh, well, and and you keep, don't know what he's up to. He keeps pulling special abilities out of his arms. Yeah, whatever the they needed. Film. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, it gets to the point where I'd think, they didn't actually need the other guys, they just sent him. Yeah. <laughs> well, Absolutely. they don't do anything. That's <laughs> Stella, she's the main character. At what point in this entire film does she actually do anything? Well, she walks around. <clears throat> that's her job. She She's goes down on planets and walks around. Yeah. But that's all. Nah. As we'll see, she is a bit of a spectacular fa- failure who just manages to often give up before the enemies have even done really anything. It's yeah. like, you know, she hears a rumour that they're going to lose and she's like, oh, well, well we give up. Too bad. Twice in the film she makes this statement, well, you've won, you've won this time. Yes, you've beaten me again. And then... 10, 15 minutes later, she says, well, it looks like you've won again. <laughs> and her other line is, are you crazy? <laughs> okay, so who are we talking about? Look! <laughs> they do that a lot. With yeah, the, with absolutely. Look, over there, what's absolutely. this? Absolutely. Um, um, so we're talking about Stella Star. Stella Star, played by Caroline Monroe. And uh, she's a bit of a sex object of the 70s, uh, magazines and modelling and that sort of stuff. Mm. Obviously from other realms of entertainment than acting because she had she done a lot of acting before she, the, she has done a lot of movies to her credit before she got into this one. Really? She's one of the people with the longest film credit. Um, I'd like to see her in another movie because she's pretty... She's, she's, in, she's in James Bond. She's a helicopter pilot. Ah, and she's the, too. And she's, in, she's, love she's in more than too. one James yeah. Bond. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, Isn't she's, she's, I think she's in... Octopussy. I think she's no. in more than one. No, really? no, no, no. Go no, and have a look. She's in I think uh, Casino Royale. Spurious. Casino Royale. It could be Spurious. Well, anyway, um, her name is Stella Star, which yep. I found the most... Which is basically Star Star. Yeah, yeah. It's like... It's an it's the the, the Mount Mount uh, Mount Fuji or yeah. the Sahara Desert. It's a name given to you by the Department of Redundancy Department. <laughs> <laughs> and they even took the R of Stella just to qualify it that it's not a star star. So yeah. Anyway, I didn't think Stella Star was the most amazing name that and, anybody had ever ever mm-hmm. had. And her whole look um, is a complete unadulterated ripoff of the comic uh, character. The Vampirella. Oh, really? If you look up Vampirella, mm-hmm. you've got Stella Star. Um, I'm going to do that. There's, <laughs> there's actually nothing between them at all. <clears throat> there's uh, nothing there to be, you know. I'm, I'm surprised lawyers were called in, basically. Oh, really? Uh, yep. Very similar. Yeah, the only slight difference is she's just got a space bikini, which is a slightly different from a vampire bikini. Mm. Yeah, and I suppose originally Vampirella had the red bikini. Later on, she had a, a black one, which we're not getting up there. Fighting the forces of evil in a bikini, though, certainly. Yeah. Um, now, the next name on the list... Hang on, we have we, we just went through Acton. 
without actually talking about the actor. Oh yeah, oh, actor. yeah, such a Marjo, such, Marjo, Marjo, such a fantastic background. Gortner. Yeah. Well, he had one serious white afro. <laughs> it is, and that's way too much tanning. Like yep. his face looked like a purse, like a <laughs> woman's purse, and his choice of expression <laughs> was always wrong. All of his expressions were were on eleven, yes, right? and they never matched the people, the expressions on the people around him. Or the tone of what was meant to be happening at the <laughs> Emma, time. Emma got way too excited when, when they blew up a ship or something like that. Yeah. Or, um, yeah. And then the very next shot. So the continuity was terrible in this field because he'd be like sit like this and then they'd cut to a double or like a yeah. two shot and he's got no expression on his face <laughs> yeah, at all. Yeah, not so he couldn't sad, maintain any level of... Uh, I was thinking throughout the, watching the film that this is the kind of acting you get when, you, when the director withholds the script from the actors mm. and then per shot just tells them what they're supposed to do. Yeah, You don't yeah. know what your motivation is. You yeah. don't know what context you're in. He just tells you, go over there and say, yep. oh my God, he's dead. Yep. Yeah. But then you do that and you don't have a clue what you're actually doing. That's I, how the I acting think you're is. Right. I think you're right. I Well, you've actually just taken one of what was for me one of... I thought he was doing it on purpose. Yeah, I don't think I so. Thought, <laughs> I thought he was doing the thing because he was an alien. Yeah. Uh, no, he, he had to be a freak. Seems like he cop out. He, he, he was not... You know, his expression never matched the humans. He was always in his own thing. But he was um, famous at the time already. He was if, he was famous as a but you're probably four-year-old. Right. Yeah, yeah. Started his career very young. As a, as a, as a faith healer. Yeah. As a oh, really? Yeah, yeah. He, he he toured with his parents. His name, March Marjo, is a combination of Mary and Joseph. They were very, okay. very religious evangelical wow. people, and he was this this the the, the wonder child that they toured miracle, around with. Miracle, miracle child, extraordinary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they made his money that way. And then later on in his teenage years, he realized he felt really bad about all this bullshit that they were doing and extracting money from other people. And he came out essentially saying, "This is all, this is all shit. <laughs> I'm not doing faith healing anymore." <laughs> yeah. I definitely remember him being in early sort of um, in 70s and 80s film and television as bad guy goon number two in a, in a Clint Eastwood Dirty Harry movie or something like... Um, he's in Dirty Harry. He was in 18 TV series. Um, so I think... A-Team? Oh. A-Team, yeah. yeah. I think I definitely remember him being in A-Team. He's usually some kind of... Main goon character, a speaking role, not just somebody that stands in the back. But he's got a very memorable face because, as you as you say, he's got the. the you can see him in this poster here. Um, he's um, he's got the big. Oh, that afro was big, not just for Star Crash. That's what he actually wore. Big blonde afro. Oh, that's wow, his. Yeah. That's his natural that's his, afro. Oh yeah, wow. really? Yeah, yeah <laughs> absolutely. He looks the same in every film I've ever seen him in. I'm so disappointed to find out that the one redeeming feature I thought the film had was <laughs> him trying to act. The alien like and not, alien. you know, be out of sync. Yeah. And it was probably just bad acting. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I think Tom's onto something. Um, I, my theory is this film, it's the biggest problem that this film has is that every single person in every single department, it's their first. That feels like it's their first. The actors, most of the actors, it's their first roles with the exception of one or two. The camera people, the visual effects people, the model builders, the yeah. the the music, you know, the the guy that composed mm. the music. He only made a little tiny theme, and they just play the same theme. It doesn't matter whether people are exploding in space, and it's a big space battle. It's the same theme as walking across an ice shelf or something. And do you mm. know who made the music for this? Oh, I didn't look it up. Do you, John Barry? Oh, mm. Okay, 
Yeah. What else is it? <laughs> and there is a little bit of a Dances with Wolves at some yeah, yeah, point. Yeah. The theme and there's also it. a sort of a Moonraker thing yeah. going in there. And yeah. they offered the score to um, I think did Star, Star Wars. Um, John Williams. John Williams, who turned it down. And Smart then, guy. Then Smart they went guy. to other people and they said, right, the next person we're going to offer the music for, we will not show them the film, we will not tell them anything <laughs> about the film. And so John Barry made the music, not actually knowing what he was making the music for and that's how I actually managed to get him in but you're, you're, that you know explains why music doesn't always necessarily fit it, oh. ne- it rarely fits you know except for the opening titles at the start the, it doesn't fit in, in throughout the whole film there's no th- thematic changes relative to the mood and the pace the one thing that I thought mainly about that I'd read some comments from people that thought the music was good I thought the music was good, mainly because John Barry is a good composer. Because John Barry is a good composer, and you can actually hear—I think it's like Moonrake or some of the James mm. Bondy type, you know—with yeah. those trumpets, with a those sort of things going on. Yeah. But th- particularly the opening credits, there was no hook. No. Nothing. It no. was this. There was some trumpets, and there was some orchestra, and yeah. maybe timpani. I can't remember. It felt like he no phoned it in anywhere, no, you're right. anywhere in there. You're right, yeah. and and every like if you look at Williams, John Williams' work, every piece has a hook that mm. that stands the test of time, mm. and you can identify the film mm. from that hook. This doesn't contain that. It sounded to me like there was an effort to do that, and it didn't really didn't really work. But yeah, the way it was used in the film was terrible. But my theory is that every single aspect of the film. Was amateur, like it was. It was not done by a professional. It didn't feel like it was done. The cutting, the editing, the, everything. There was nothing about the film that felt like it was done by an experienced hand. I had the exact same opinion. I was thinking about this that I was going to say this on the show as well. That every single thing in yeah. the movie yeah. was consistently su- bad. consistently <laughs> subpar, yes. and it was yeah. the, the fonts, yeah. Yeah. the the uh, you know the sets, everything, the the camera, the models, work. the yeah. models had no the, the spaceships yeah. were just greebled together, kit bashing without any plan. There was no weathering. Yes. There was no weathering There's, on the models, no. so yeah. you could they well, were they translucent. I mean, they looked like the plain plastic. But not even... You could see fingerprints and glue and all sorts of stuff. They're Borg ships with a few extensions. They're just cubes (laughs) of stuff glued together with a a little nozzle at the end so you know where the engine is. They had no function. There was no thought behind them. No, geez, we're hitting this sort of shotgun complaint (laughs) scattergun. (laughs) (laughs) But put all of that together and it's fantastic. (laughs) But it's so true. Like, even with the... And we're getting really into this sort of shotgun chaos thing here. We're just going crazy. But I noticed all of the spaceships had no hook either. No. no. They were not compelling. No. They were just and a, only- nothing interesting about any of them. You couldn't describe, if I asked you to describe any one of them, you wouldn't be able to do it. The hand. The, the hand. The hand. Oh, the, hand. Only the hand. And, and why? <laughs> why? Why was it like that? I thought because it could go like this at some point <laughs> in the film, but that exactly. never happened. <laughs> exactly. It looked like something out never of Spaceballs or something yeah. like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so why then was Christopher Plummer in this film? Well, my wife has a theory that the film cost sixty-two bucks, and fifty bucks of it went to, <laughs> went to Christopher Plummer. I think yes, and right. he got free spaghetti yeah. in Rome and yeah. red wine. I know, and he got to got answer, to hang out at the Colosseum, yeah. and then he went home. I know the answer that Christopher Plummer gave when he was say? asked that what question say? What because it was filmed in Rome. Yeah, get yeah. me to Rome. Rome was the reason I signed up because I yeah. got flown to Rome and yeah. I could <laughs> spend few, three days in Rome. Yeah, hanging around in Rome, three yeah. three days. 
Yeah, I think uh, they filmed the entire film in one go. Like his his like they filmed the film over several months because they had production problems, that funding issues, and they found more money and then filmed some more. It took ages to make the film, but all of his stuff was just shot. He says he was in Rome for three days. Another source that I read was said that all of his stuff was shot in one single day. Mm-hmm. Well, I can say so. Maybe he was two days. Is stand there and two talk. days traveling. Yeah. Just stands you want Then to he had to sit things. in a seat and talk, and yeah. then he had to stand over there and talk, yeah. and that pretty much was and always wearing the same clothes. Pretty much, yeah. 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 And he was an established actor. Mm-hmm. Like he'd he'd been in Battle of Britain. He'd been in Sound of Music. Yeah, like he was an established actor. He was Just, already a big when he British turned star. up in this. When I was watching, I thought, "What the fuck is going on here?" <laughs> I can understand David Hasselhoff being in it. Because he looked like a kid, he was so young. It looked like he was clearly one of his first sort of outings. Yeah, he, oh, yeah. he wasn't anybody at that. But stage. Christopher Plummer was a real standout as to uh, unexpected. Mm. Yeah, he plays the emperor, by the way. The yeah, uh, the, the emperor, emperor right. of the universe, emperor yeah. of the Who's universe, a good guy in this film. Yes, he's a good guy. Um, okay, so the next character is played by David Hasselhoff, and. What is his name? What are the two words that they they Prince plucked Simon. out of the world and put them together? In a, in a, in a universe, in a, ver, in a universe that has Acton and Stella Star, uh, and who's the bad? What's the bad guy's name again? Oh, uh, we'll it's, get to um, the bad guy's name in a second. Zarth, That's Zarth Arn. So, what's the prince's name? His name is Simon. Simon. <laughs> Simon. And the more nasally you say it, the more it sort of fits. And he's third build in the film. Oh, third, third person, big name. After first come two. the two, the you know, Archon and, and Stella yeah, Star, then comes two. the title of the movie, and the next person before Christopher Plummer, yeah. is David Hasselhoff, mm-hmm. and he doesn't show up until halfway through the film. <laughs> yeah, true. And then was he's wearing he, a mask. Was he <laughs> famous in Germany? Because um, you know he's a big c- celebrity in Germany through music through more music. than through his films. Was that was he an early music celebrity, or did that happen? After his Night Rider, Night Rider didn't come to Germany until until we got satellite TV. So Night Rider came to Germany half a decade after it was big in America. Mm-hmm. So I think early eighties. So was it ninety eighty four or something? Eighty five. Night Rider didn't come to Germany until 90, 92, 93. Was he was already known. It was already Baywatch. Um, so Baywatch was big in Germany. Mm-hmm. Baywatch was and, big and his music was big before he before we saw Night Rider in Germany. Mm. He's so huge. he was he was. Much more of a celebrity in, it, in the US and still very unknown in Europe. Okay, Prince so, Simon. Prince Simon. So s- the heroes, space heroes are never named Simon. No, is this uh, a no. rule? No. It's like Tim. You can't have a, a space hero named Tim. Yeah. Or Bruce. Yeah, or yeah. Bruce. Yeah. Uh, Bruce. Yeah. Names that you name a, a, a dog, like <laughs> a, um, some sort of British bulldog or something like that, some hound. Like Bruce or... <laughs> I would have preferred Malcolm. Prince, Prince Malcolm. Malcolm. Prince yeah, Malcolm. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Just not Simon. Yes. <laughs> Simon's a terrible name. And and it's the only one out of out of all of them. At um, least all of them are, are a little Queen bit Queen Corella, there's yeah. Zarth Arn, there's Chief Thor. All right, so the next guy... At that, least David Simon. Hasselhoff didn't act bad. I didn't think his... Uh, they had bad lines. Yeah. No, I but think... But I liked his, you know, posturing, I think facial expressions, his pretty... He wore yes. more makeup than Stella. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He was pretty boy. The one thing that I thought that was perfect in the film was his hair. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> He's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. He's, I liked him. Um, David Hasselhoff, I think, is a consistent actor. Yes. And he was consistent with all of his other acting. <laughs> I'm pretty sure film. that what we see. He stands see, out in this film. <laughs> I'm pretty sure what we see. better than the rest. Yes, on, definitely. <laughs> what we see on screen is David Hasselhoff. Yeah. Like, yes. There's no. 
He's not a method actor. No, no. He doesn't do accents. No. So what you see is David Hasselhoff. That's <laughs> yeah. pretty much it. Being David. Being David Hasselhoff. Being earnest. Yeah. Because the same character in Knight Rider is fucking Mitch the body, the lifeguard. It's the same guy. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. no different. Mm. All right, so the next guy is Chief Thor. The green guy. The greenish guy. Green, bald, and pointy ears. Yeah. Mm. He mm. plays He plays a bikey thug in a lot of uh, early TV and, and episodic TV and, and westerns, westerns and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm. Um, and, and if you notice, on a couple of shots, obviously he's scratched his nose or done something. <laughs> like his green off. Um, yeah. At, at different times, there's yeah. patches of green that are a bit lighter on his face. Yeah. That absolutely. moves around his face. Yeah, absolutely. so well into this film. And he's... he's um, I credit him with one of the most uh, well-delivered, well-delivered um, lines Quotation. in the film, straight down the camera, when they are victorious over the pirate, uh, the Amazon yeah. fighters, mm. and uh, which is one of the most bizarre sequences I've ever seen in any film ever. Mm. Starfight, yes, it's crazy. You know, uh, we'll get we'll get to it, but yeah, at the end of it, he just looks straight down the camera and he says. Yes, we won. <laughs> and that was it. Well, you couldn't tell from the star fight. They had to explain it. They had to have somebody say Because you couldn't tell just by looking at spaceships flying left to right and then right to left. It was fucking insane. And at one point, someone says, there's only one left. And then three seconds later, someone else says, now there's, they're down from f- six, yes, six yes, to five. Yes, there's three. <laughs> now there's seven left. <laughs> Shoot one over there and then number five over here. And it's like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and then someone will go, yeah, yeah. No, we haven't won yet. Oh. And then at the end he says, yes, we won. <laughs> With no emotion whatsoever. <laughs> I like how you picked out dialogue lines because when I w- went through the story, I was just like clipping out little lines of dialogue yeah. all the way yeah, through. There's oh, yeah, there's some just, gold in there. Yeah. Like good. the- Fool's gold, of course. Like the unknown planet called- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. or, or when when he says, uh, you would have prevented the- f- you have changed the future and that is against the law. <laughs> yeah. All right, next oh, character- no, we have to get to that later. Yeah. We have to go. Well, to save it, save it, save yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the next character is Count Zartharn. Zartharn. Zartharn just rolls off the tongue. In some ways, I think I prefer Simon because at least I can. Zartharn. Yeah. Yeah. When people were saying it in the film, yeah. I couldn't follow what no. they were saying. Not a Count Zartharn. And you're like, what? And then there was a kind of an emperor, and there was a kind of yeah. a count, and there yep. was a prince, and Zartharn, and the emperor, and the count Zartharn, and and I was like, what T- is going on? Towards the end, he started to refer to himself in the third person and started screaming it, didn't he? He was mm. yelling it, you know, in, 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 in moments of his demise. Was, no, wasn't it? Was, yeah. was that his name, or was he yelling the name? Because his first lieutenant had a very similar name. Whenever somebody, someone would come up and report something to him and he'd yell out this name and then this other guy would come over and say, oh, yes, no, that's right, we have to do this, blah, blah, blah. I wasn't sure whether he was just yelling for the guy that bolted mm. at the end or was his own name. It was too incomprehensible. Yeah. But all the all the underacting that some people did was all absorbed by this guy who was, <laughs> yeah. who was acting his heart he out. And it. he didn't blink until halfway through the film. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he didn't get his teeth apart either. Yeah. <laughs> talk, yeah. And he, he talked through his teeth in in the footage 
but you could tell that they did ADR sessions where he, didn't, where he didn't see yeah. that. We were, where, and so, therefore, none of the lip sync matched. No. Well, half mm. the people in the film probably spoke Italian when they yeah, uh, on set. They did. They all had to be dubbed. Yeah, mm. and there uh, are only two people in this film I think who are actually speaking with their original voices. Really, Dave, yes. I guess, and Christopher Plummer, I suppose. Oh, definitely Christopher Plummer. Christopher He's, Plummer. Yeah. Well, no, but he spoke. He he didn't act in Italian. He acted speaking English. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But some other actors actually acted. In Italian, oh, and I they didn't had to be dubbed that. over, wow. I didn't and know that. Uh, and I think it's Carolyn Monroe. You've gone deep, and Margie Gordon, I think, are the two who actually speak with their own voices, uh-uh. and other people are not. Hasselhoff would have been. Yeah, but again, he no. I heard that Carolyn Monroe's Stella Star didn't use her didn't own use, voice. No, she didn't. No, she's because she's actually got 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 somebody credited, and it for was her like voice. the wife of Marjo or yeah, somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the, really? the wife, the, the wife of the, of the yeah. director. Really, the wife did. Yeah, because they said that they they, <laughs> they ran out of money and they couldn't pay for it to come over from France or wherever. To do the ADR. To yeah. do the ADR. Yeah, but there definitely were very few people who actually have their like <laughs> who were speaking and who needed to be ADR'd mm. and then used their own voice for the ADR. Some people spoke there, were, were recorded on set, Christopher Plummer, David Hasselhoff, and so on. Mm-hmm. But others had to be ADR'd, but were ADR'd by other people, not themselves. And for those who don't know what ADR is? Additional dialogue oh. recording. So they record the sound separately from recording the images in the camera. Oh, yes, I months, it was audio. in a studio. Mm. Dub recording. It's additional dub recording. Oh. Additional, wow. additional dialogue recording. All right, the next one is Queen Corellia, which is, okay, whatever. She had, like, the minorest, tiniest part in... Was she the Amazonian queen? She's, I guess, the Amazonian queen. But certainly certainly front and centre, headlines, and a lot of skin, worth a credit in the... uh, She was a cutie. She would have been a selling point, a marketing device. She, She was okay in the acting as well. She was... She's above prob- average. She was probably the- big in Italy. Like she was probably a big European actress or something. Maybe above average for the thing. Mm. Um, and then the last member of the cast is L. Yeah, he was my favorite. He had the yeah. best lines. He had ah, the best yes. accent too. Yes, he had a good accent. So L's the <laughs> well. There's there's L's two the- L's. There's L in the suit. True. And then there's, there's the- Judd Hamilton, whoever the, the hell voice. that is. And then the voice. Judd Hamilton is the husband of Stella Star. Oh, really? Wow. Carolyn Monroe's husband plays the was robot. in the suit. Yes. Okay. Um, and the voice is Hamilton Camp. Hmm. And Camp is just another way we can describe this movie. <laughs> <laughs> and if you've ever f- heard of a v- heard a voice not fit a robot before, <laughs> this would be it. Deep well, Texan accent. Deep, deep Texan accent. Southern... It belongs in the Fallout universe. Maybe, yeah. The computer Maybe. games Fallout. It's... That well, whole robot, yeah. the whole robot, the accent, the attitude, it it belonged. Yeah, belongs in Fallout. Bow legged, he walked bow legged. He's got yeah. two and he side, had a Texan accent, and he's got two pistols, like yeah. you know, side side. Like, you know, yeah. on, on a holster. So they obviously had that. And no one in the design, no one in the, in the uh, design department did the squint test when they were designing the robot because it was a big. Penis, like <laughs> really, look, I never saw that. Of course it is. Look at it. A dildo, are you, yeah. Are you insane? Right. That. <laughs> yeah, he does resemble a black. I just figured dildo. this is this is like Robbie the Robot influenced Darth Vader <laughs> knockoff. Yes, you should always after finish designing things do squint, the squint, squint penis at test. It. What have you created? Yes. <laughs> 
So it was billed as a sexy romping throughout the galaxy. And uh, If this film had been a porno where they just removed all the sex scenes, it would be still the same scene. Yeah, the same film. The same movie. Um, the other design flaw that they had with um, L the robot is they didn't give the poor actor a neck. So his head is attached to uh, his yeah. shoulders and <laughs> chest. Yeah. Yep. So when you try to walk or look or look move or where? act or fall or do anything... <laughs> Or even at one point he climbs up some stairs and then has to climb into a um, yeah, yeah. like a shuttle. He has to thing. bend over. And, <laughs> yeah. They would have taken fifty takes on that because he would have bashed his head on everything on the way through it. It was a very uh, impractical design for a robot. And right. It didn't look like a robot. No, it didn't, didn't move like a robot. There was nothing robotic about it. Let's take a tour through the um, the narrative, such that it is. Yes, I chopped up the thing and, and I gave it a three act structure. Yeah, okay. we're going to have to keep it to uh, big chunks. Yeah, because we've we've exhausted it uh, almost an hour <laughs> of the show. Oh, have we? <laughs> wow, <laughs> we're at thirty-five minutes already, and we've only just hit the opening credits. <laughs> <laughs> so we have the opening credits. Well, actually, I have. We have an intro sequence. I think before mm. the opening credits. Yes, we do. Okay, so. We start off with one of those Star Wars shots of the big mm. sort of imperial big ship. ship. Big ship rumble, big ship music. Yeah. So Ter- the, terrible model. Yeah, terrible model. Just totally unappealing collection of large boxes with gribbly bits stuck all over and it. And not you painted. can see the glue. It just you wasn't could, even painted. There was no weathering. Right, there was no ambient occlusion, like no grime. There was nothing about it. Like it literally looked like a model. On all of these pictures, there is fire coming out of the rockets. There's no fire. There's no fire coming out of the rockets. They didn't even put little glowing candles. They just saw lights there on the picture, but they didn't put them in the rocket thing. No, 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 no. They they look like they're not using them at all. There's ten year olds with better Space Marine models. They wasted all the lights on the space. Yeah. They put yes. so much lights into yes. space that they had no yes, lights. Yes, the space background had lights. every colour of the rainbow. Oh, pink uh, stars and green stars. Yeah, my wife referred to those as the Christmas lights. Yeah. yeah. Hung in the yeah. background. Yeah. I actually much. think they've rented out the lights from Saturday Night Fever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they bought them, you know, after, because that was made a year before. Yeah, and there's no green screen going on. So what they did is they filmed the miniatures on a set that those lights are actually built you could tell it was on a sphere because as the camera would pan around the lights here would move faster than the lights there until they came into the center and they would slow down and that's a giveaway that you're inside a spherical environment mm-hmm. because things will move they're closer here than over there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so they're in this big dome black dome with some sort of colored tea lights or something in the thing and yeah they went nuts on it and didn't spend on the fucking miniatures. <laughs> they also went nuts with the sound. I've never seen a science fiction film with such loud space. Yeah. There was so much audio happening. Yeah. 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 And, and, and there was, in all of the, a lot of the scenes, there was this kind of sort of noises. There was about and a shake. four or five It's like someone ones. filmed the whole thing in some <laughs> cinema somewhere, like it pirated it or something. But the, the, And it wasn't until a couple of shots that were quite close, I could tell they were locked off, mm-hmm. that that's what convinced me that it hadn't been filmed by somebody with a camera filming some old presentation of it. Um so it must be in the film. Like, there must be a lot of this shaky shit going on mm. for no reason whatsoever. Mm. And they did keep using this <laughs> sound effect. Yeah. The same sound effect. <laughs> over Appeared. Like over it was on a keyboard. And over. <laughs> and over. And over. 
Well, they have the same spaceship over and over and over and over as well when they were having an Amada. They just connect them together yeah. and put them on a stick. And actually, we are laughing at the unpainted ships, but the impu- the Emperor's ship and his fleet yeah, was a bit were spray-painted gold. They were a bit better, yes. There That's was a all. Slightly, slightly more effort. Yeah, they had made. golden torpedoes. Like le- next, later on, we'll have more sex toys coming up. Yes, that's right. So the opening scene is a kind of a Stanley Kubrick esque kind of lots of lights inside a spaceship, and we're in some type of lift. So what happens in the lift? That's not a. Li- is this the turning? This is it cross. Just, cross it's the not actually thing. a lift. No, no, no this is, helps people go around corners. <laughs> yes, it's the yeah. it's the automated corner. You don't so, have to turn. So we need to give a detailed and clear description of people for this. For so people. people walk down a hallway, yes. and they get into this capsule-like uh, device. It looks like a lift. Yeah, it doesn't have doors. Yes, has a big opening, big opening like yeah. a door. Yes. And then you see... And uh, wait, wait, wait. How many controls does it have? One button. It has one button. That's on a a little button on a big pad that's inside a big glass dome thing. Right. Right, for no reason. (laughs) And you reach and you push the button, and then it proceeds to turn, revealing that there's bulkhead and stuff there, to ultimately stop in another hallway. 90 degrees. (laughs) 90 degrees. And then you can continue walking forward. (laughs) So it's quite literally... A corner machine. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a corner lift. <laughs> a lazy Susan. That slows, the process, <laughs> that slows down the process of turning a corner by about tw- 100%. It's a corner assist device. Yes. yes. And you yes. walk down the hallway into the next corner assist yeah. device. Which and then walk up way. some stairs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So any direction is, how do you get to the bridge? Walk straight ahead. <laughs> yes, you never, never have to turn ever again. Yep. We've, t- we've removed that. All right, I can see that being sold on KTL. Have trouble turning corners, <laughs> and that have the picture of someone. Like, yeah, join the Imperial <laughs> Fleet. You'll never have to be scared. It's like Zolander. You know? <laughs> can't turn right. <laughs> no worries. You can work in the Imperial Fleet. They could have done the same. Thing. Like they could literally cut a hole in the other side of the lift. Okay, so and the same thing. So we see some people going through the lift, and then there, there's going to be a little lift. Yeah, yes, well, not right. a lift. It's insulting the, to the, any lift. Corner lift. <laughs> the the corner assist. Cubicle. Corner assist is good. Um, and um, can you remember the first line? Because you remembered some of the lines. When I hit the first line, I had to stop, rewind, get out the type, type down the f- very yeah. first line. I remember that it was off. It was off putting. It was weird. I can't remember it word for word. But tell me what it is. So I, I remember. So there's some people walking around. They're walking up to a spaceship. The yeah. spaceship bridge. Yeah. And the very first line is, "What is it like the planet we are approaching?" Mm. <laughs> Now, and it's also delivered in this yeah, yeah, deliberate, deliberate. With the, 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 it, what, what is emotion. it like, the planet we what are is approaching? It like, the planet we are approaching. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> it's and it's all throughout this film, quite often, um, focus on certain words. That there is focus on certain words that shouldn't be that word in that sentence. Mm-hmm. Like, what is it like, the planet we're approaching? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, that's not the word. <laughs> I think it goes back to what Tom said. The director just told him that line just yeah. before, just yeah. 10 seconds before. And heard it and goes, no, give it a little bit more on that word. <laughs> and then the response shot, is... Every shot was probably just shot one take. Yeah. I'm yes, pretty sure yes. everything was one take. Yeah. Was no oh, That's a take, like yes, it. in the can. We've got it. Uh, the response is, so the question is, what is it like, the planet we are approaching? And the response is, nothing but ice and snow, a barren desert of whiteness. Mm. All right. And then so, the bubblies come and kill them all. Yes, and then a lot of um, red stuff turns up. Red bubbles, lava lamp kind of stuff superimposed <laughs> yes. over yeah. the actors, yeah. and they all 
and there's some Hold annoying their heads and scream and follow wah, 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 music. They're, they're literally red, semi-transparent lens flares, um, dots that are described by the people in the film as beasts, no, as monsters, red monsters, as monsters. Because it's all in the mind. Yeah, because I think we learned that later. We yeah, do. I, learned, I, I uh, when we learned that later about it being in their mind. That's what I think they were trying to show that they were, okay. you know. Psychedelic trip. Yeah. They were going on a psychedelic trip, seeing things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you I should think at least. That's what it was supposed to be. You just show. have panned back to the space. But they kept <laughs> talking about. Christmas would have done a better It's job. very confusing because they kept talking about monsters. Yeah. But what they were referring to was red blobs that were half translucent yeah. floating around as a visual effect. Yeah. All right. Red blobs kill everyone. Except they do launch three ships, which is an integral part of the story. They, yes, launch three escape shuttles or mm-hmm. something or other. Yeah. Without any. There's, there's very few times in any sort of sci-fi film where where escape pods are launched where it's not announced. Like, we see these red things. Mm. We see people going, mm-hmm. and then exterior shot, ships start taking off out you of there. You often at least have an interior shot of some people running into the... Getting into the ships. <laughs> yeah. Who are the ships? Who's in the ships? <laughs> yeah. Is everyone in those ships? Are they yeah. escape pods? Yeah. And the thing is they spend so much time on exposition. In fact, yeah. most of the dialogue well, is Well, they spent so much money on the lift, on the corner lift. <laughs> Why not just, you know, say the two words? Yeah. Escape pods. Yeah. Escape get, to this, pods. get to your escape pods. Like, yeah, some guy in the background could have said, get to your escape pods. It would have even been refreshing to hear dialogue that wasn't exposition. <laughs> yeah. The other yeah. weird thing is that we also spend a whole bunch of time watching the first escape pod launch, fly across space a little bit, then watch the second mm. escape pod launch, fly across space. We get a lot That's of right. that. We get a lot of spaceships oh, being launched and Jesus. repeatedly launched in this. Film. Twenty minutes uh, earlier, uh, this film could have been finished twenty minutes earlier if not for the oh, repetition. Yeah. All right, so we hit the the first act straight after that, and so we visit our heroes. The Acton, opening credits, right? Well, we'll yeah, go, we should, sorry, we, we get the credits. Past, uh, the credits. Yep. yep. Roger Corman featuring well, prominently the, the, on the, the the big cruiser explodes. Oh yes, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Yes, it, it crashes into the 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 planet of whiteness. Uh, yes, the white death planet. Yes, barren, desolate. Um, so then, the, so then we just cut straight to our heroes, Stella and Acton. Um, and they're being chased by the cops. Having a jolly good time yeah. while being chased. Yeah. Acton is always happy and cheerful and Yeah. He yeah. always has acts like nothing is wrong and he's There's got no under stakes. Control. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. they don't seem particularly stressed by yeah. being chased by the intergalactic police. Yes, yeah. they did. They kind of felt like it was fun, you know. It seemed like it was yeah, yeah it yeah, wasn't yeah. dangerous. Even in at space all. battles later on, if you're fighting you know, one to ten odds, and you kill one of the enemy, you don't go, yes! <laughs> yeah. But they do. Yeah. They do. Everything is fantastic. Yeah. Um, so it's the, the cops that are following them, are, as we've met before, Thor and L. So uh, that the green goblin and the robot dude. Yeah. Um, to escape, the heroes go into hyperspace, and we have the amazing hyperspace effect. Can you describe that? Well, they use multiple hyperspace effects. The first one that they use in the film mm. is... Half decent, right? Mm. It's not a Millennium Falcon hyperspace shot. What's the first one? The, it's more um, light. The white stuff? Yeah. No. Well, later in the film, they use this white graphic. Yeah, that, l- that looks star like... star thing. And it yeah. just sort of pulses. It's a pulsating it, graphic. It, it goes it, like this. And it kind of moves around the screen. Yeah, yeah. It goes over to the one side of the screen yeah. and then it's, over to the other and side. And I couldn't <laughs> understand. Why would you abandon something? Like, just do what you did there. Why are you going to... Change it, and I must have been per ship. The effect is per ship. 
because they uh, lose that ship. Yeah. So when they come out of hyperspace, they almost crash into a neutron star. They always get sucked into a star. Yep. Yes. That's right. Um, and they have a solution to that, which is ditch a bit the cargo. odd. Jettison to, something. Ditch the cargo, don't they? Was they it the cargo? Uh, well, it's, 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 it's five-sixths of the ship. <laughs> yes, I was thinking, that's probably very expensive. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it's more than three-quarters of the ship that they ditch. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's like they're... Cockpit contained into yeah. an escape ship. They're, yeah. they're and, they're, so and again, they don't seem very worried. And it was nah. a magic moment, though, when when he goes, "Look!" <laughs> yes. And then it cuts to this massive thing that's in front of the ship. Like it would have filled <laughs> yeah. most of the window he was pointing out of. <laughs> that's the star that they almost crash into. It. <laughs> Look at the city. <laughs> they do a lot of pointing <laughs> in the city. Yeah, they do they that do. multiple times. Um. So then there's um, – I've got another uh, line here of line of dialogue. So this is Stella first followed by Acton second, and Stella says, plot us a new course so that so that cop can't find us. And one of Acton's lines is, even as you speak, it's being taken care of. That's right. That's right. <laughs> like it was written by a three-year-old. <laughs> like it, it, it's just not the way people talk. It's kind of whether it's a translation thing or something, I don't know, but it was the weirdest line. The film is full of that shit. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's what makes it a bit of a classic. And they have to explain what they're doing all the time. Yes. It's like, you know, instead of saying, I'm going to go grab a drink, it's, I'm going to walk downstairs, grab an empty glass, place it under the tap. Yeah. Turn the tap on. (laughs) Yeah. Fill it three quarters with water. Yeah. Turn the tap off. Well, they do another hyperspace jump or whatever to escape from the cops, and then they happen to come across one of these shuttles that was That's we right. were talking about before. Just and floating. Just floating in space. So I've got another line from Stella here, and her dialogue is, what in the universe is that? That's right. It's a spaceship. And he says, <laughs> no, no, it's a launch. <laughs> yeah, they corrects her. Yeah. It's like, shut up. Which is still a spaceship. <laughs> So she goes into a little space flight and goes and flies over the other. The she thing. has a she, cool spacesuit. She puts on a mm. cool. I mean, okay. it's it's, it's yeah. rotten and cheap, but yeah. the design of that weird bubbly helmet that has yeah, two yeah. bubbles and the bubble nose piece. thing at the front. <laughs> yeah. It's like it was designed for Gorn or yeah, yeah, crocodile yeah, yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And I think it even had a kind of a, like a little window. That no, no muffin through. trays on the front of this spacesuit. <laughs> yeah. This one was well designed. <laughs> uh, like and she finds uh, she finds a crew member still alive. Yeah, so the crew member's still alive. What does she do with the crew member when she finds him? She kind of picks him up and strokes his hair and and then says, "I'll bring him back to the ship." Yes. How does she bring him back? Oh, well, nobody, yes. Nobody, we never see exactly that's how That's why the helmet is so big. It can fit two people into That's actually suit. a really good point because, yes, there's, and even when he comes back, there's no space suit anymore. No. You think he's yeah. just like. And and also, we forgot to mention how she gets the other ship. She swims. Yeah, she swims space. through space. <laughs> exactly right. <coughs> because, of course, that's how you move mm. through the vacuum of space. You swim. <laughs> Um, this this space is so full of sound. I'm sure there is no vacuum. <laughs> I swear it, it feels almost closer to Flash Gordon than, oh, yeah. than Star Wars. It's, oh, yeah. it's more of a fantasy than, than science it's fiction. Co- it's almost Flash Gordon meets Barbarella. Especially at the end, that battle scene at the yeah. end there. Mm. And it predates the Queen Flash Gordon by what? Five years or something? Well, I don't yeah, know how, how, how often they did it in the old black and white Flash Gordons. 
They might have had similar devices. But I mean there. the that battle scene at the end with the with the gold yeah. torpedoes. Yeah, I'm, the, I'm saying it was that very similar wasn't that to maybe that. taken from the old I don't know old Flash Gordons. I don't maybe know. Is that how they, they had battles in the old school? Maybe, I don't know. So the guy, that, the guy that they rescue is um, one of the good guys. He's one of the good guys from one of the Emperor's spaceships. Mm. And he basically says that, um, although he never talks. No, no. He somehow, he, somehow he communicates no, with he has uh, a tattoo Acton, and then Acton, Acton can hear him because Acton's translating. Because Acton yeah. can do anything. Yeah, that's right. Acton can do anything that's required of him yeah. in the story. Because he's lying on a bed going, <laughs> and Acton's going, Yes, uh, the they escaped the red beasts and blah blah blah. So he's able to accurately uh, account. And just while they're working that out, that they have to now go and visit the the emperor. The cops turn up. That's right. And uh, how with they, reinforcements, they, they follow. They followed their friction trail. Mm. And. Uh, <laughs> See, that's space you can swim through. There's well, no vacuum. Yeah, friction. That's why she has to swim through space because there's bloody friction everywhere. That's right. You get covered in covered in the stuff. Yeah. yeah well, you know, if you don't get taught in time, sometimes you have a friction trial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So this is where the uh, the cops call in and say, um, "We have you surrounded." All right, we we have you are surrounded. This is just the two of them. This is well. well are there no, more? This no, is L. This is oh, Thor no, and were, L. They were surrounded. Three. They were yeah. right. So yeah. you did see a shot shot yep. of a whole bunch of shots. So so Stella Star somehow hears the sound of the cops in her spaceship. Like I don't know, they've got an automatic. They've got a, yes, an automatic telephone that ans- you know answers calls for them, and her dialogue is of course, "This time you've won. We surrender." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just gives up instantly, and she didn't even check. Yeah, she didn't even look on a space scanner or to see if there because were any bad. Actually, surrounded around a ring like like this. literally, they could surrounded. just go down. <laughs> go down. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, that that seems worse because the green guy actually comments on saying they've just said inside the spacesuit. So somehow. Even before it comes up on screen, yeah, yeah. he's able to hear what they've said. Because actually- they're having a conversation <laughs> and he- over around the other guy yes. that's laying yeah. on the bed and the cop interjects yes, into yeah. the conversation <laughs> from another ship. You're, you're, you're bang on the money. <sighs> There's so much sound in this space. <laughs> All right. Um, so the next uh, story point I've got is back at the evil handy ship. So we go and visit um, – can't even remember his name, right? Count Zartarn. 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 Um So um, the bad guys look like the good guys as well. A little too much like the good guys. They're, they're ident- they dress identical to the good guys, except they're in black. Yeah. But it's the same helmet, same suits, same shoulder pads. Same actors, probably. Probably the same guys. <laughs> it's very confusing later when they have to fight each other. Yeah, you look for the black helmets and the gold helmets. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so the bad guy is is um, this over the top, totally evil, mustache twirling, cape wearing, loud cape monologue, wearing. We- monologue leather. shouting. Oh yep. yeah, um, goggle eyed, too much he's teeth, always, crazy he's guy, very <laughs> <laughs> wide eyed. <laughs> And so he starts shouting things about the plot and what's going on in the story. And I really couldn't actually follow what the hell was going on. I don't know what his motivation was. Just picture Christopher Lee's um, unsuccessful little brother. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. That's That's about right. But he does summon two robots. 
The golems. Uh, yes. The golems. And the way he summons them, you're really expecting something special. Yes. What do we get? Nothing. We get, hey, 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 hey. We get. We get what stop is, motion. We get stop motion. But it's not cats. good stop motion at all. <laughs> the director the loved the, Ray Harryhausen. Stop he was an, he, <laughs> This terrible. is an homage to Ray Harryhausen that Ray Harryhausen would never want to have his name associated <laughs> no, with. No, not at all. Is it, type, is it sort of a schadenfreude homage? Oh. Is, is there some word for an homage that's like insulting? Yeah, insulting homage. Yeah, I love it. There's got to be a German word for that. Um, it's, it's through the whole film, it, all of the stop motion is really big because later on we see the big giant, which yeah. is also mm. uh, straight out of the yeah. Uh, yeah. pages of Harryhausen. But they're terrible. They look like they were animated by somebody that has never studied a minute of any sort of bipedal or biomechanics or any motion at all. Or any type of um, animation performance. Ever. Timing. Ever. Yes, timing. And even the models are bad. Like, terrible. Yes, they've got that, screws on them. That, you like, can see melted, <laughs> like where they've glued together and then painted silver over the top yeah, of the glue. They remind me of, you know, the vegetable sculptures that Under Six makes, like at the Easter and Canberra <laughs> yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, with... Bits of zucchini. Exactly. And toothpicks. And, and then spray those silver. <laughs> and that's what you got. Exactly. Painted silver. Yeah, yeah. They were terrible. And they were threatening with their swords. They had a sword. Yes. In the movie yeah. with laser guns and laser swords. Even laser swords. They just had cutlasses. Yes. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Too much tribute to Harryhausen. Like, just like, get out of that fucking. All right. Um, and Count Thra Arn, or whatever his name is, um, yells out after he's summoned his robots, I have a simple task for you. You must not fail me. And we never see the robots again until, like, the last quarter of the movie. Yeah. Where he tur- they turn up and he tells them to do something else. Yeah, guard, yeah. guard these guys. Yeah. Guard these people and <laughs> yeah. kill them if they escape. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We won't kill them now. We'll just... <laughs> We'll be over there. <laughs> yes. When our kind time comes, we'll Maybe be ready. You'll never escape. Maybe uh-huh. they got lost. They might have got lost. They might be really threatening and, and uh, deadly with their swords, but can't drive. They walked into a corner turning machine and didn't understand it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stuck in there for They're ages. still stuck in the lift. <laughs> they wanted it- to go up. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't work out the one button. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. So what happens next is also a little bit confusing because they event the this is our heroes acting and, and yes, there's court? a court scene. Who's the who's the judge? Who who did you oh. immediately think of when you saw the judge? I know exactly who I thought of when I saw the judge. Who did you think of? It is um Harrison from the Mighty Boosh. Ah, uh, is it really uh, is that what you thought? Of? I thought of It uh, is can you type uh, in uh, Harrison for the Mighty I, Boosh? I know what you're referring no, to. It's an outrage. I thought it was Nixon from Futurama in the jar, the, the Nixon head. Closer, closer. It's Kang, it's either Kang or Kodos. Oh, One of yeah. the two aliens from the Simpsons Treehouse of Horrors. Painted gold. Paint with two eyes. That's true, the only difference. It true. has two eyes, whereas Kang and Kodos have one. So for, for people watching at home, it's a head in with a jar. tentacles. It's with just, tentacles. Yes. And it's kind of a bladder on his head, sort of some blobby head. And is he shape. in a jar? Harrison from the Mighty Boosh. It's an outrage. Have you you seen the Mighty Boosh? No. I think they. I don't want to. I want to. I don't want to say they ripped off um, Star Crash. That probably came straight from Star. They ripped off Star Crash because it was too similar. Yeah. Yeah. 
Also der klingen kann das eben was in der Stark Star Crash the two little tentacles the whole time he was talking. Yeah, yeah, two like little um, stop motion animated yeah, tentacles. Yeah, yeah. And you could tell that it was just superimposed um the like face a double. Super it was just a double motion, double yeah. exposure. Yeah. 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 Um it and looked like the tentacles trying to pick his nose. <laughs> That's it the was. one thing about yeah, yeah, this film yeah. is that you can tell every single special effect how it's done. Mm. There's not a single special effect that you go, hmm, I wonder. Yeah. Nobody. A six-year-old would, would be able to decipher how, how they were done. The, um, the set extension for that scene was so bad, you could yeah. tell that they had shot really wide and then cropped out and blown up this... There were some sections that were so pixelated and blurred that they really were probably only about 20% of the shot blown up to full screen. Mm -hmm. And then there were other elements that were proper res and crisp and sharp, but those elements were the far away things mm. and the close things were all noise, grain, dancing around. Mm. And then they'd cut to the head and then they'd cut back to that same shot again and you could tell that they had just stopped on one frame. That, that happens. There was no noise grain. In you a lot of the shots there. A lot yeah. of the composited environments with spaceships, blurry, grainy spaceships up front yeah. and then highly detailed stuff in the background which doesn't fit together. Yeah. All shot and pasted together. Shot separately and then just sort of fumbled together. Because fil film grain moves every frame. Every frame film grain resets itself, right? Mm -hmm. And so you've got two elements. One element is live. The other element has been frozen. Mm, mm. So, so half the, the fucking frame has no movement in its grain. Yeah, the noise mm. just sits there. Yeah. yeah. Like for, yeah. in our world, like digital VFX, we just put the grain over the top of the whole lot mm. and, and sell it. And you're back like, again. And we're back. Here we, here we go. Um, it was really bad. It was one of the worst shots in the whole film. And that's saying something because there was a lot of bad shots. <laughs> okay. So that, that person is the, the, the blobby technical person. Sent, sentences Acton and, and, um, and Stella to go into jail. And hard labor, hard labor, hard labor, and yeah. the next shot is them at the hard labor. That's right. Uh, just before we get to the hard labor, though, yeah. I, I, why did they not sentence? Why did the writers not sentence both Acton and Stella to the same place? To the same place? Yeah. For some reason, they sentenced one to go over there and one to go over there, yeah. Yeah. and then we don't see one for a long time. And then, yeah. and I, spoiler alert: later on, he just comes back. Yeah, you like, never know really what <laughs> yeah. was he in. Yeah, yeah, but he told the audience when he told her, "Don't worry about it. Yeah. We'll get out of this because I've got everything under control." Yes, and I think it's because he doesn't he travel in the future. And yeah, he knows, he knows the future. He knows what's going to happen. So not only does he solve all the problems that the script has, he actually knows what's on the next page of the script yeah. as well. Um, and if he knew the future, why did he allow to get caught by No, cops? because it's against the law. Because it's, it's not future. written very well. And maybe it does account for, as you've suggested, his acting choices. Yeah. He knows what everybody's going to say and do and whatever, and he's, re he's reacting in, a, in that way. Which is out of step with everybody else. I've given him a lot, right? <laughs> Throwing him a massive bone. Um, but yes, I wondered why they needed to go to different locations. And he got sentenced for 200 something years. She got sentenced for life. Which yes. shows that he's an alien, obviously. Yeah. He's probably immortal. Yeah. All right, so they go to um, a radium dumping factory where you take big glowing balls of radium on right. things and dump you them in a hole. And dump you them throw in a hole. You walk very slowly. You walk very yeah. slowly. Now, you dump them in a hole. 
Yeah. And there's some smoke and there's a little bit of gravel on the ground. Yeah. And, and there's a guy who shouts. And there's a shouting guy. Shouting guy who works harder than anybody <laughs> yes, else. Yes, what are you doing? Get moving. <laughs> he, you moving. He works his ass off for his money. I don't know. But the rest of them sort of stumble along, yeah. throw some radio in, yeah. and then have a break. Now, everyone is in the whole place, in the whole prison facility, because we see about 30 people. Every one of them is not dressed in a bikini, <laughs> yeah. except one person. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. That's, I, I think that's what I was going to say. I'm going to plant the feminist flag here. Everyone else is dressed in these rags. Yeah. yeah. And coveralls, things like that. Coveralls. She turns up in a bikini, mm-hmm. um, which, of course, my wife went, Bless <laughs> um, I pointed out that I, I actually thought it was a bit of world building. Uh-huh. They're trying to show that in this prison, it's so hardcore, yeah. you have to earn your clothes. Uh, She's yeah. new. Uh, She's yeah. not entitled to clothes. Yeah. She, was meant, yeah, yeah. she was yeah. meant originally to wear that bikini for the entire duration of the film. Well, and then the producers for stepped in. The well, for the, half of the for second half of the film, she's always in some sort of clothing or some spacesuit. <coughs> she stops wearing the bikini halfway through. And it's because the producer said, no, nah, we can't, we have to... Dress her up a little bit more. She can't That's right. She's got the stand up too much. She's got the biki- she keeps the bikini, but she wears a she red wears other stuff a red jumpsuit, top. like a she red a lycra. No, it's like plastic. It's like a gigantic set of plastic bags different, in the shape of a spacesuit. <laughs> on different worlds, she has different clothes. It, it's but she's like, got this thing on. Like well, she's got the yeah, see through one. Plastic bags. No, no. Later on, she wears the bikini she's got the, over the, the top of thing, a red lycra skin tight jumpsuit, like like an armor around that. But she is stuck in the bikini for a third, a middle third of the film. Yes. Um, and she even complains at one stage, um, I can't take this. You know, the radiation's burning me. And, of course, I'm thinking, put some fucking clothes <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, she <laughs> goes to prison and she says, I've been at this for 12 straight hours. hours. Yeah, this no. hard labour is <laughs> hard. At least days, you know, yeah. weeks. And, yeah. and then fucking hours. And to possibly preempt what you're going to mention, these people have been there for years. Yeah. They're old. Yeah. She's been there for 12 hours and she organises <laughs> And it's game. a revolt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And most of them get shot and killed because yeah. she can't hack it for 12 hours. <laughs> there she's in the red jumpsuit there. Yeah. All right. So some escape sort of happens and there's guns and there's laser blasts yeah. and there's – Oh, and the laser blasts, like the gun will point this direction but the laser blasts will go like that. Nothing lines up. That Whoever was putting the lasers on over the top of the footage – didn't understand the trajectory of the gun normally dictates the d- direction of yeah. the, the laser. Blast. You don't know yeah. how those lasers in the future maybe, work. Maybe, and maybe and they just spray indiscriminately. The lasers have very small uh, uh, corner elevators in the end of <laughs> yeah, them. You exactly touch like them that. with your with yeah. your puny so twenty first century. Exactly knowledge. the right time. Yeah, so you don't have to get RSI on your wrist by aiming it in different directions. <laughs> It'll shoot there, there, and there. <laughs> and for those only listening, the Nerf guns we are playing with are hundred percent better than the. I made that statement as well when Tom pulled them out. Um, Absolutely, yes. So she escapes. And there's also some fighting, which I want to mention, which involved karate chops. Ah, yes. Oh, yeah. yes. yes. And, and hops. Yeah. And, and hops. And hops. The, the two-footed hop, yeah, where yep. she she does a two-footed hop pirouette, mm-hmm. <laughs> which yes. was dynamic. And, Jackie and, Chan almost yeah, in, in and, nature. And, and, almost. And before she flips them, she gives them a sort of Chinese burn on the wrist. <laughs> That's right. She does too. And then flips them. <laughs> yeah. And then they, yeah, run into a wall. Yeah. <laughs> it suffers from that um, – that terrible thing that you see in old school TV shows where the amount of effort given 
doesn't equate to the amount of effort that happens <laughs> yeah, on, the on the other, other end. end. So they go, yeah, and he goes, no, no, she didn't do all of that damage. Yeah. Maybe the Chinese burn she gave him was so bad he was willing to throw himself uh, against the yeah, wall uh, to escape uh, it. Yep. I, w- I would advocate for the open-handed karate chop to become to come back into fights. Absolutely. Roger Moore as James Bond. Even yeah. Sean Connery, back of the neck, yeah. chop, karate. and you're out. You're knocked out. Is famously made uh, uh, spoofed by um, – Austin Powers, karate, yeah. karate, chop. Yep. And in this film, there are sound effects that people make when they do the karate chops as well in the fight scenes. All right, then. So Stella escapes and then she runs across a paddock and she finds a spaceship that's sitting in a paddock for some reason. Waiting for her. Isn't that the police waiting it for comes, her? It comes, yes. it lands in front of her. That's right. Yeah. It lands in front of her, yeah. And um, it, who's inside? It turns out it's... Well, she doesn't know who's inside until she goes on board. Yeah. yeah. She just walks on. Mm. A spaceship lands in front of you. You're yeah. escaping. Yeah, it's yeah, going to yeah. go... I'm just happy yeah, to what? get anything. Yeah. There might be some clothes inside. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> clothes, but that's also her motivation. She spends the whole film looking for a cardigan. <laughs> and so on, inside is Thor and Elle. And she's, she's a bit, they're a bit surprised. They sort of spin around on their chairs and go, ha ha. It is us. Actually, in fact, he actually says, ha ha, <laughs> in the film, like the Thor guy. Possibly, possibly. One thing I'm thinking of is that we don't see that it's Thor. For, they're going to do a reveal, right? Yeah. So we see the back of the chair and a gun. She's creeping around the spaceship and can't see anybody. Yep. And a gun comes out. You just see an arm and a gun from the chair. And it says something weird. It says, you can put down that gun ray. Yes, the gun ray, which is their That's term right. for the weapon that she's holding. Yep. And like... True to character, she like it's. She doesn't know that he has a gun in his hand. He just says, "You can put down that gun ray" or That's something right. like that. Yeah. And she immediately puts down the gun ray and says, "Well, you've got me again." <laughs> it would seem she's just a very law-abiding smuggler. Yeah. She doesn't yeah. want to fight. She's not going to argue with the law. So what is? Um, and then L turns up and they're like, and she goes, "Oh, you two again?" Why have they turned up? Oh, because they were sent by the emperor. They were yeah. sent by the emperor to do what? What's the deal? Commute a sentence and take her along to fight because only she can save the universe. Right. She had been set because free. Because she's the best pilot and the best shooter and the best smuggler in the galaxy. No, you're adding things to the story to make it better. None of that is actually in the story. No, the, the emperor does state that she's the best pilot in the galaxy. L- later on, yes, he does. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. He just likes her for the bikini and he wants <laughs> to see her out of You're the best bikini uh, pilot, pilot in the galaxy. <laughs> I hire you for two reasons. (laughs) I'd like to see a little more of piloting. piloting. (laughs) Of the two reasons. So I thought it was a strange story point that, again, you know, they're already sending these guys to come and collect her. Why did the story have to have her escape? But anyway, it gave us four minutes of action karate laser beams, I suppose. Then we hit the second act. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so I've got here the story beat. The stupid adventure continues. Um, they head to the Imperial ship, the Imperial flagship. Well, they pick up Acton first, don't they? Oh, they yes. might grab Acton. They I do. Might, just very quickly. They just go they somewhere. Do. He comes out of a hole in the ground. <laughs> <and they're laughs> That's like right, that. an actual elevator this time. He just turns up. He just yeah. rises out of the floor. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a floor lift. Um, and the guy has the big starring moment in the film where he says the one line, consider this a gift from me to you. 
and hands over Acton to the to the cops. Oh, oh no, that's right. Wednesday. There was some no, some, yeah, yeah, some, some weird <laughs> guy who we'd never seen before in a chair, some kind of throne like yeah. chair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he says, "Consider this a gift from me <laughs> to you." And we don't know who he is. We don't know what he's doing there and why it's a gift and not a direct order from the fucking emperor. And they actually have the emperor there. So why can't... Yeah. yeah. He appears behind them. They're all facing this direction and yeah, then yeah. this hologram appears behind it them. Does they all have to go, oh, look! For no reason at all. Like why he couldn't appear in the front there, I don't know. And then the robot has to turn around and go, there he is there via hologram. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we have to explain that this is a hologram. <laughs> And we find out that the evil count. Um, so we, I think we, this is where we find out that the uh, the emperor had sent that that ship off with the three spaceships, the, the the launch that got that ship was on a special mission to find the evil count who has a planet sized weapon, mm. um, which seems a little familiar, um, if you ask me. Um, so the emperor then says that. The, that Stella and Acton have to go and find this planet-sized weapon and destroy it, and they have to also find his son, who's missing, the Emperor's son. And Stella and, and the guys go and do it for some reason. Because they've been told to, because she does what she's been told, as you have already established. <laughs> yes, we have already established that, actually. It's very true. But just a few minutes ago, she was, of course, running from the cops... And we would have assumed that she was some sort of criminal criminal person. Mm-hmm. But anyway. I've just figured out who Acton reminds me of. Mork. Yeah, Lily. Oh, dear. <laughs> Poor Robin Williams. Yeah, that's very Robin dare, Williams actually. and Mork. Without the humour. Yeah, sorry to interrupt, but it just struck me. It's Mork. <laughs> Probably the same race. <laughs> no, 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 no. Shazbutt. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, so the search begins. Um, so there's three launches, and they're going to go to three planets, essentially. And, he, and Acton knows where, where well, the no, planet They found one of has, them already. He has things in his hand. Found yes. one floating in oh, space. Okay, well, first two. of all... They've got only two that they haven't found. First of all, we have to consult with Acton to find these things yeah, because, because he's some most. sort of navigator mm. thing, mm. person. Yeah. And he's got little dancing electricity little special o- effects. oscilloscope floating... Yeah. yeah. Some light effects over his hand, and yes. therefore he can tell. When he says there's like this this one planet which is full of ice, and then the thing changes, it when he says there's these three different places that we can look, they all. Uh, but we can't look at this place because it's actually in our galaxy. <laughs> that was one one explanation why we couldn't go there because it's in our galaxy. Um, then the other thing is uh, we can't go there, so the only other third explanation is go to this other third place. And uh, the oscilloscope always changes a different shape when he explains the different places. Oh, really? Attention to detail. Um, so that whole sequence was really confusing, and I had yeah. no oh, idea yeah. what was going yeah, on. No. Yeah. He was talking about the haunted planets and the stars and the neutrons and the first ship and the blobby monsters. All I got the- from it was there were three possible places that these ships could have gone. Mm. Not there, not there, so it must be the haunted but they end up going and searching the three places anyway. No, they don't. Well, they're different three places, no, no. I think. No, they don't. Oh, there are some other three places? Probably. No, no, they go to the one. I mean. They go to one of them and find the two ships in that one star system. No, they find one on the Amazon place, one on the ice planet, and the third on the caveman planet. No, no, there's only two because... Have you seen the film? 
There's only three ships that that you took fell asleep, off. remember? And that she, she fell. She found the first one before she even got arrested. Yeah, that doesn't make sense because you found the first yeah. one, then they find another one on the Amazon planet, yeah. then they find one on the ice planet with all the corpses lying and around. They're yeah. all and in- then they find the Prince Simon on the uh, on the on the planet with the caveman, which where where they get those, attacked. Yeah, I think. Yeah, you're right. My understanding is that all those planets were in the haunted stars. Yep. Area. That's what I thought. System. But it is a fact that there are four crashed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there no. must have been. Well, two, one well, floating in space, one floating and three in space, crashed. and three crashed. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Of you're the right. three that escaped, they yeah. find four. We don't get to see the. Which four, is similar the last to the fight one, with though. the Amazons. There's do, do we see three the left, and now there's four left, and now there's only seven left. Yeah, it's yeah. the same kind of counting yeah, that they do yeah. in this universe. Yeah. Bad mathematics in this, counting. in this uh, in this screenplay. In space, so, no one can hear you count. <laughs> <laughs> the count can't because hear you count. Because the count has <laughs> the monopoly <laughs> on counting. <laughs> okay, so they've um, got their crazy plan, which we can't barely even decipher of what we, they're trying to we be still, doing. We're still dicey on it. <laughs> but, they, but they head off anyway. And we need to stop on a quick dialogue. Remembrance. That's right. Um, it's um, Stella's line. So it's like, we've got the plan. We're just about to go. And so Stella delivers the final line of the scene. And with a big chirpy smile on her face, she delivers the line, The distance we much must search is enormous. By using hyperspace, what would normally take two months... We can reach in two hours. Yeah. And then they sit down and press the button. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and then 15 seconds later, then there. And there's no, there's no cut to show time has passed. No. Because they, they don't even, like, get out of their chairs, go make a cup of tea, new scene. Yeah. Nothing happens. It's the same shot, continuous shot. And there's not one person on that ship that wouldn't already know what she just said. And they always like, use... Who's she telling that to? Yes, the audience, of course. It's <laughs> like... Might as well look straight yeah. at us. <laughs> anyway, it's the same hyperspace that they use every time they travel, so I don't know what Yes. What she's talking about when... Yeah. All right, so... Well, there's new people on board now. Mm. Oh, they yes, and they have to be time. informed yes. on what we do, what happens when we press this one button on the console. And then they use the uh, when you die in asteroids effect in the old game. That's what the... Uh, it looks like to me the oh, yeah. hyperspace. Yeah, multiplied uh, it's the several pov. times. They mm. went to the pov hyperspace later in the in the piece. Isn't this the the cheap one? Yeah, the cheap yeah. one. Yeah, yeah with a few p- pixels. Yeah, yeah. This sort of chaos star, poverty, pixelated thing that white pulsating graphic. Yeah, just a graphic because yeah, of that. yeah. It doesn't even have the illusion of traveling no, or moving. Or it doesn't or look anything. like space. Doesn't yeah. look like stars. Doesn't <laughs> look like anything at all. It just looks like someone's drawn a graphic <laughs> with the sort of coyote roadrunner kaboom sort of yeah zigzag star, and then they just pulsate that in front of the camera. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty much what happens when you die in asteroids. Yeah, it probably sounded yeah, yeah, a lot yeah. better in the pitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know a guy who can do this thing. Awesome. It's really awesome. It's Call just like in. the game Asteroids. It look cool. <laughs> Bring me Jeff. All right. So they go down onto this uh, planet. They land on the planet and they find they land instantly exactly near the spaceship that's crashed. Mm-hmm. And, and, and and before they get out of the spaceship, L has to comment that his, his seatbelt is stuck. Yeah. Just out of out of the blue, you know, <laughs> she gets out of the spaceship and says, Yeah, my seatbelt is stuck here. <laughs> I thought he gets out. There's no, no reason. reason. We don't no. see any. No. We don't see any reason. I thought it was because you know how he's he finds everything makes him nervous and he gets scared. But he's the biggest I bad thought, badass of the lot. Yeah, ironically, <laughs> I thought it's because he was being chicken and he, he was hoping not to have to get out and go get out on first. The yeah, I thought it was his excuse for hanging back for not getting out first. Yeah, yeah maybe. Mm. Maybe. 
Maybe but, I'm reading too but much. But they land be. at the Maybe giving it reason when <laughs> there is there's none. none. They land at a beach. So finally, her bikini has a purpose. Yeah. Yeah. And there is a crash spacecraft with a two meter long trail of a crash trail. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. In and, the beach. And, yes. and the trench that it's dug <laughs> yeah, as yeah. it's crashed is actually higher than the rest of the ground. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. Right. It must have landed like there must be a, another one of those cliff landings. It just <laughs> went <laughs> boing. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, and anyway, they uh, they upset the locals. They come are, on horses. They yeah. come on horses. Well, the, the robot turns around, goes, look over there, another look over there moment, and then straight away doesn't miss a beat and says, they're Amazons. <laughs> on horseback. <laughs> yeah. horseback. On the horizon. And what Carol- do the horses look like? What, 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 what? Oh, they had some weird masks Is Amazon the horses. They got crocodile heads. Oh, did they? <laughs> the, yeah, the horses had crocodile heads, uh, brown crocodile heads. Um, Red horses, yeah. But is Amazon like universal for woman in woman on horse w- with very little clothing? Yeah, no matter what planet you're on. I think it's the universal term. Okay, they're the same people that are in Wonder Woman. So yeah. they get they get yeah. carted yeah. off by Amazons. And what what's the first thing that happens when they reach the Amazon base? Well, uh, the Queen Queen. Celia Corelia yeah. Queen Corelia says something to her magic mirror or something. She says revenge She wants revenge doesn't yeah. she yeah. yeah and we never find out No, no we never no find out why she needs revenge but she, No backstory She has just this. walk up to, to Elle and just go BAM Robert you're dead <laughs> I Shoot think the robot she wants dead. her revenge against black Just the colour <laughs> She doesn't like black. Because she's very bitter about it. Like yeah. It's like she's been waiting years. It's just she the thinks- door opens, he walks in, two steps, bang, gets shot in the chest. Maybe, yeah, she's very angry, isn't maybe she? Maybe it's a bikini thing. Like, uh, she's in a bikini. met in my bikini. Yeah. I want revenge. Not even any monologue. Like She well, doesn't she does even do that monologue before they pull the trigger. She does think that they're, that they're sent by the Count. She does think that they're the Count's okay. people. So, but why she needs revenge on the Count, we never... Find out. No. Not the not I the thought bad she guy. Was no, in she's, with she's the in count. cahoots with the count. I thought she's a oh good Because she says a line no, she say, she you'll never find out Emperor's his spies. secret location. I'm her spies, but they are. She yeah. says a line, you'll never find out the the count's secret secret base okay. location. And then she gives them a hint. Because it's hidden yeah. by the By um, the two guardians. Oh, the that's, two right. guardians. that's right, that's right. Um and she just says something about the two guardians. I'm like You'll never find it, but I'm going to give you a hint. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's bad, classic bad guy stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, reveal yeah. a bit of your yeah. ideas before you ignore, walk away, and let them die. Yeah. When um, when the Amazons catch her, catch Stella, they you know they roughly manhandle her. Yes. And bring her into the the palace or whatever, and they've all got their laser pistols and stuff. And then she kind of half breaks free. Mm. And um, and I've got here. The worst lady fighting ever. Yeah. yeah it's more hopping and karate chopping. This <laughs> is yeah. hop and spin. Yeah, a lot of know? spinning and hopping. Uh, and there was a fantastic scene that I loved where two Amazon warriors with laser pistols come to subdue Stella. And they do that by having no expression on their face and just walking up with limp-wristed mm. Guns, yeah, 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 and they kind of stand in front of her, yeah, and then she gives up. Mm. And it, what I thought, what I thought about it was, young boys run around when they're kids, going pew 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 pew, and, and, and they're, they're practicing a lot. Yeah. And I don't think that these poor ladies had had much experience with running around <laughs> yeah. with guns, with pretending guns. to shoot yeah. people. You might be right. You might be right. 
Yes. Or, or perhaps that was their threat. If you don't subdue, we're going to break your wrist like ours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to go around carrying we're a gun like shoot this. your knees. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The robot, the, the robot mounts an escape, uh, mounts a rescue. Yes. Because he's not actually dead. Because he's not really dead. Yes. He's just right. shot and left for dead. Um, and, uh, yeah, so they they blast their way out of there. Mm. He, and he, he takes the princess as a, as a brief hostage. Yes, he does. And then he lets go of her. Yeah. They haven't escaped yet. Yeah. His yeah. main yeah. hope is he has the Big queen mistake. hostage. Big mistake. And he kind of just goes, maybe he's, maybe she's such a you pain. You always take the, the hostage with he knows you he's all the way back to the, to, the, to the vehicle. Powerful right. laser pistol with, with four shots inside. Yeah, that's <laughs> yes. right. And yes. now, now this time the laser pistols not don't. We saw at the prison escape that the laser guns are pretty powerful. Yeah. That they shoot beams that will go right through a person and cause a lot of smoke. Yep. Yes. But this time they actually vaporize. Yes. It's a different planet. The physics mm. are maybe slightly different. And there's yes. a limited amount of ammunition. There's yeah. only four yeah. shots, but he kills two Amazons on site and to 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 sell us the light. She's mm. sort of ha ha. He killed them. Yay! <laughs> and turns around, kills another one. Yee! <laughs> And then the door's locked and he has to set it to full... full. He's only got one shot left and he uses right. that to vaporise the door. I think he blows the door up with kind of explosion smoke. But when it hits the, the Amazon ladies, they kind of turn into green outlines and disappear. Yeah, yeah. So maybe it's a different setting. Or maybe they're different alien type of aliens. I don't know. Yeah. They yeah. react differently to lasers. Yes, yeah. that's right. Once that's again, you're bringing way too much reason to <laughs> this conundrum. All right, so they um, are back on the beach and they're making a run for it to somewhere. They're going to try and escape and they get attacked by a giant Harryhausen, Ray Harryhausen monster which, straight out of Sinbad the, the Sailor. Doesn't or the it Queen activate it by giving the evil eye yeah. outside the window? Yeah. Through the television. Yes, evil eye at the TV, laser yeah. goes into the TV and somehow... And activates, activates. The, and commands the thing to... Uh, That's a hell of an evil eye. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They should have killed her. Yeah. So uh, Stella and Elle are running around on the beach and there's a giant, slow-moving, poorly animated <laughs> maquette. <laughs> Again, no no skill in... It looks uh, like it almost topples over uh, on his own. At one point it throws a sword like and it goes... Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's like... And it, it even has a death sequence where we're kind of meant to feel a bit sad for it. And, it, like and it, it comes... It's, and it, it's like pushing a mannequin over... That's actually nailed to the floor. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. You'd have to force it to bend over. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's you can the... You go... Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's like the prototype for the Tin Man from the original Wizard of Oz. Yeah, yeah. The prototype yeah. they made, and then they went, all right, that's the base. You know what she it? looked like? She looked like the... Remember in Spaceballs, the ship, the big battleship, Space turns maid. into a maid mm. at the end with the vacuum cleaner. Big, massive maid with the vacuum cleaner. Except no? this one, he has rounder, much rounder boobs. That's what it looked like, yeah. though, didn't it? It looked like the maid from Spaceballs. I noted that Stella, whilst running, well, whilst walking sideways, managed to trip on oh, yeah. sand. And can't get up anymore. Well, she she's will now crawl. She's wearing high heels <laughs> on sand. Who wears high heels on sand? Like, well, they go with the bikini, of course. Yeah, you've seen Jurassic World. Yeah. <laughs> Hero in that film does everything in high heels. All right, so they escape. And uh, then we have to go to the next planet, which is the icy planet. And it's very cold. And they talk to Acton, and they Acton because he's the he's essentially the script. 
He tells them all of the statistics of the ice planet, and if they stay there overnight, they will freeze to death because it's so cold. Yeah, we'll tell you now all the scenes that will come in the next 10 minutes so the audience is not surprised. <laughs> yes, so we can make sure we have no tension building up. We don't want anybody because, stressed watching this movie. Because at night, um, the temperature drops by thousands. Thousands of degrees. <laughs> yes. Yes. So there must be starting at thousands of degrees in order to plummet that much. <laughs> they, they land in a spaceship, and isn't this all, always the way? Not, it, it, this is not just restricted to shitty films. Why? It's a spaceship, right? Why did you land there to go 14 kilometres there? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Whereas like, with the last planet, you landed right next to the wreck. Exactly. <laughs> like like um, uh, Ray at the end of Force Awakens, yeah. and they, they land all the way down the bottom near the water, and she has to climb all the way top. What's at the top? An opening, like somewhere where you can <laughs> land flat. a freaking ship. <laughs> They do it all the time. So that's what they do on this icy planet with the looming thousands of degree drop. So Elle and Stella uh, go off um, into the cold wilderness to search for this crashed spaceship. Mm-hmm. And that's where she has something over her bikini, isn't it? That's when she... Yeah, she's now wearing a black, yeah, black not... jumpsuit with some, I think, silver. That's right. Yeah, there's oh, no what? bikini in the in the snow. But I she's still no. wearing leather high heel boots. Yes, she yeah. still has the high heel boots. Because that's what you want when you're walking through snow. Yes, mm-hmm. of course. <laughs> It's so you don't slip. You've got to maintain your femininity. Yes. Twist your ankle or something like that. All right, so meanwhile, back on the ship, there's some skullduggery happening because it turns out that Thor is a traitor. Who'd have thought that the bald green goblin dude turns out to be a traitor? Can you briefly describe to me what happens and the way that it's presented so, on the ship. Surprisingly, first of all, the reveal that he's a traitor comes when he conks Acton over the head with a big stick. He thinks he kills Acton. He thinks he kills yeah. him. Acton lies there with his eyes open, and I thought he was dead too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a bit of a strange comedy kind of a reveal because they're just kind of like, I think you've just got Acton like, for no, just like a completely out of the blue. Acton's just like, I don't know, poking away and he's... Well, he was actually chatting up the brain... The ship, oh, yeah, yeah. The, ship the, brain. the ship brain, which That's, is a big brain. There's yeah. this huge two meter high, two meter, like two meter brain. wide, big pulsating. That he strokes, he fondles and he, caresses. He does. He was stroking the brain of the ship. Yep. Who was because engaged now he's in alone small with talk. it? Finally, the, the brain was wondering how Stella was going. Um, out. It's a very friendly brain, and uh, it was they were engaged in small talk. It's a bit weird because he can see the future and everything. But anyway, he gets um, yeah. Thor just comes up and whacks him over the back of the head with a, like a like a lead pipe or something or other that he's found somewhere or other. I think he whacks him twice. It's like whack whack with a lead pipe. So that's a little bit surprising. And then he immediately counts calls the count and says, doesn't he? That's yes, right. he, yes, he, he calls gets, the count and says on, on, on the video on phone. The blower. Yeah, yeah. And the count this line. That, have you got what the, the count says? I do really have what odd. the count says, yes. <laughs> it's very fucking odd. There's a whole bunch of them, but the, Thor then tries to take off. So he's like, ha I'm going to now join you and we'll leave those guys to die and some other secret plan will happen. And then he tries to take off and he can't take off. And, right. the, and the ship's brain says, I have a malfunction. That's right. And um, he calls up um, calls up his boss, Count Argutharg, and uh, he says, sorry, boss, I can't lie because I have a malfunction and the boss's line is I do not tolerate malfunctions yep <laughs> and before that when he first rings him 
the it says you must come here now. <laughs> like it's not like good. Yeah. Come here now. Yeah. It's it's like no, it's not. It's like this wasn't part of the plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like come here now. Yeah. And I thought you're angry, but he's just done what you've asked him to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, he's a dick. <laughs> All right. So Stella kind of comes back. They find out that th- uh, that Thor's been a bit of a traitor, and he's not going to let him on the ship. Mm-hmm. And it's all the wheels are coming off their super plan. And it looks like poor old Stella's going to freeze, freeze to death, death. Yep. as expected. Yes, as expected, as written in the unless script. someone can come up with some kind of miraculous plan of action mm. that can save her life. Mm. No doubt this plan will be very complicated, very intricate. There, there must be something that we can do. Be very delicately balanced. To, be very to preserve this precious balance of life yes. that is the human form Yes, in thousands of degrees below zero temperatures. Yes. What is that plan? What What is that solution? Rick it tells it lie down. And hold my hand. <laughs> Lie two meters away, away from, from me. Home. Yeah, so so that they can barely touch. Because, well, I think maybe he's just being a gentleman. Yeah, um, yeah. But yes, um, it's a line I'm certainly going to tr- try to remember for the future. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Lie down if you want to live. <laughs> Lie down. I'll keep you warm. Um, Sounds like a potential line from the new Terminator film. Yep. Hold my hand if you want to live. So they lie no, down. No, lie down. <laughs> and hold my hand. Yes. And then he explains that he will... Um, regulate her temperature? Char- yeah. yeah. He will send an electrical pulse That's right. into her to regulate and keep her heart beating mm-hmm. in some kind of... Um, Stasis. Yeah. Suspended animation. Mation. Yeah. Now, of course, this is a highly dangerous procedure and the risks, and it's, it's like never been tried before, yeah. and it's highly risky, and... Um, how does Stella react to that? No problems. Yeah, you giggled. Ah, cool. Yeah, sounds That's, good to me. Yeah, always. In fact, gets clever. very gets very sentimental. Such a clever robot. Takes the opportunity. I'm so lucky to, to have you as a friend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, as an enemy, you were blah blah blah. But yeah. now that you're my friend. That's really good thing to have. <laughs> you're awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and so that really ramped up the tension yeah. and the drama of the whole episode. And we see. Um, um, stop, not stop motion. Uh, time lapse mm. where they're covered yeah, they're slowly, covered in snow. Well, when mm. we say covered, yeah, it's the worst. They're like, puppets. It's, like, I swear it's, that she's a mannequin. Yeah, that, she's a puppet. Yeah, that's yeah, not she's real. Puppet, no, yeah. but even then, it just they just get a few handfuls of snow, yeah, and throw it on top of each of them, yeah, to show that they've now buried under snow, yeah. And the rest of the snow, everybody gets it. The snow around them is untouched. That doesn't build up. <laughs> Come on, Rick. Everybody understands what's going on. And I thought just throw a bit of more <laughs> snow around them. That's yeah. all you had to do. Yeah. But now they throw a couple of handfuls of snow on top of their bodies to show that it's a wrap. Next scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're losing the light. <laughs> um. Okay, so meanwhile, back on the ship, turns out Acton's not dead or something. Exactly. And he gets up. And then there's going to be some sort of epic showdown fight. Yep. <laughs> yes. We're seeing on the screen the... the crazy acting face. Cra- crazy acting face. <laughs> um, and so Thor is going to whip out a laser pistol and he's mm-hmm. going to try and shoot uh, Acton. Well, they and- first they scuffle and wrestle, mm. right? Throw a few... Karate chops shoulder or whatever. Chops, shoulder rolls and karate chops. Mm. And then uh, Acton, some something happens to Acton where he 
all of a sudden gets power. He has a rainbow attached to him that At glows. one point he's getting his head jammed in a mm. in some kind yeah, of medical right. machine. It's, it's like in a drawer or something. Yeah. <laughs> and then something happens in his hands and he turns into Jackie Chan. And he starts karate sizing and then uh, Thor has to reel back and get his laser gun and start shooting And it. then Thor's shooting at like point, he's like literally 30 yep. centimetres away yep. from Acton yep. trying to shoot him. And Acton's like... Holding his red gloves and, yeah. and the laser beams are bouncing off the hands. And, and what line does he? He gets a good line. These laser beams will be your demise. <laughs> yeah. And they start to bounce off his hands right. and then kill the bad guy. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. Acton keeps pulling out new yeah. superpowers we've never seen of exactly. before. Yep. Never heard. Yep. Exactly. Like, is yep. there is there a problem? No worries. No Why do we need any of these other people? <laughs> yeah. Why couldn't we just send Acton out in a ship? To go and find what and needed to be found. It's like a problem arises. No worries. I have an undisclosed I just have secret an power ex <laughs> for this. Yeah. This is a definition of an ex machina. If you want to ever teach story that that sort of thing to to students, to show them this film. Yeah. All right. So Acton wins the day, and then they bring in Stella, and she's a mannequin now, frozen as an ice block. And uh, some of the special effects that I noticed was that the uh, the ice was like. White Some sort blue. of yeah, yes, plaster white goop that it was they'd melted. Like. It was like paint. It had been running off her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so like, on, yeah, on yeah her exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, it reminded me of something else we won't go into here. <laughs> <laughs> I still think that it's probably a three-hour-long porn with all the sex scenes cut out. Yeah, well, Ivor, that was you know one of the, the world's most it's one of the most elaborate <laughs> bukkake scenes ever. Yeah. <laughs> or it was just really bad special effects. Well, this show the. The um, Voyage of the Geek has now gone an hour and forty minutes, <laughs> and we haven't even we have not even found David Hasselhoff. Do <laughs> we have to make this a two parter? I was waiting. I, I saw David Hasselhoff. Okay, I want to watch this film. Finally, it's good. And I, I know I like David Hasselhoff. <laughs> Big fan of Knight Rider. Anyway, um, I've been waiting for this entire time to see him. And I had to check IMDb and say, no, no, he's really no, he's one of the... He's like, there's a Prince Simon. There hasn't been a Prince Simon yet. Where is he? When yeah. is he coming? Yeah. And then when he does come, which is not, uh, another 40 minutes from now, yeah, um, he's wearing a helmet. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. then yeah. I learned later that is actually not David Hassel. Oh, uh, you would imagine, yeah. No, he wasn't. Yeah, he, was, he was sick. Oh, that, that's a good way around it. Those um, earlier scenes. How weird. shall we continue... With um, should we continue or should we just have to, to step up the pace down? We're gonna have to. All right, so we'll go to the slam, red slam it through. Okay, so we go to the red, r the red planet, which is the kind of the final destination of the three. So mm -hmm. we're coming to into the end of the second act, and there's just the third act, and there's not much in the third act. Yep. Because so they come up to the Stella's been rescued, the robot's been rescued. Yeah, they're all, all good. They defrost. We're heading to the and, final, okay. final destination. Okay, so we're on the the red planet, and all that freaky red shit turns up again, and everybody gets a headache. Yep. Okay, so we got the... But they survive it. Yes. Now, how do they survive the freaky red they, shit? They drive through it. <laughs> yeah, they... they, well, they I'm, I'm describing they what passively, happened on the film. No, no, no they, they passively don't do anything. Yeah. But yes. Acton, Acton's there tell them to fight it. Yeah. Fight oh, it. Oh, was he? Yeah. And they do. And they, and, and they do. And so they survive. And I have Acton's line... And at the end of it, he says, we've just survived an attack of the most powerful weapon in the galaxy. And they literally didn't do anything. No. Yes. So anyway. 
their minds aren't capable to comprehend this mind attack. Which is just stupid to die from it. Yeah. <laughs> the count overestimated his foes when he when he designed exactly. this super weapon. We'll tune it to at least an IQ of forty-seven. What do you think, guys? Set the weapon to dumb. I mean it's done. So they go down and they find the launch. Yep. And it turns out that the the whole place is inhabited by what I am calling ninja cavemen. Yes, yep. grunting ninja cavemen that like to dance around on their own a lot. They jump. They jump a lot. They were when like she's like, upside down in the like cave. Morris dancers. Yeah, they were jumping high <laughs> all around the cave. Are guys on their own just. Doing that. <laughs> getting a bit of that on there. And, and yeah. what they would do is they'd put the camera down pointing at the sky and then they'd have them jump over the camera That's right, a lot and of film that. it and then just cut that in yeah. here and there. Yeah, the, here leaping, and there. the leaping ninja <laughs> and Neanderthals and they're, they're planet free. They're referred to as troglodytes. Ah, they are too, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And they bash L somewhat somewhat also awful. They, 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 they smash him to pieces. Shred him. They bash his fucking head in. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. They do. They do. Yes. Yeah, you know, he, su- he survived. You know, <laughs> he survived cops, yeah. a- Amazons, a bunch of troglodytes of clubs yeah. managed to somehow. They totally take him apart. They, they shred they, him to pieces. Oh, Very yeah, yeah. severely, yes, violently destroyed. And I'm L. so naive <laughs> thinking, well, he's gone. He's yeah. not going to show up in the I rest of the too, film. Yeah. I thought, that's it for you. <laughs> he's messed up. Okay, so they've found the red planet, and um, oh, so then they want to grill her. They take her away on. Well, a, she's on been a, captured again. Captured. She's right. been like, like, like Luke Skywalker and the Ewoks. She's been carried away. Yep. Found. Although, did you notice they carried her the reverse to in Star Wars? They carry them feet first. Yeah, she okay, had her, right? her face in the <laughs> butt. They of carried her. Yeah, that's right. Her first, and the, her head was just smashing on the guy's ass as he. <laughs> You can tell yep. she's, she's sort of <laughs> no, that's just cruel. If you if you're gonna be, that's just cruel. Oh, caveman cheeks in your face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We will give you your the super caveman punishment. That's friction trial. Yeah. <laughs> friction trial. <laughs> Bad case. Bad case of friction trial. All right. But um, luckily, Zados is there because there's some guy in a mask which looks like a Zados. Face thing, except this one's golden. We yes. Laser beams out of the eyes. That's right. It was a Zardos uh, mask, wasn't it? This looks very much like it. And, and he kind of stands up and yeah. says, Roar! Stands up and, and beams, that beams, laser beams out of his eyes and, and makes them all run away. Yep. And that makes the caveman run away. Frees her, takes her to his man cave, takes his helmet off, and finally... <sighs> we get the half. the half. We get some frizzy-haired, perfect Awesome half. mascara. Yeah. <laughs> oh, lip gloss. Heavy mascara, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, and the foundation He's wearing it oh, all. Yeah, yeah. Right. well, there was almost Vaseline on the lens. Yeah. Oh, there was. <laughs> we were expecting Joan Collins. There's Vaseline shot. on my lens, I tell you. <laughs> That's too much information. I can't edit this. This has gone live. He's wearing it oh, all. Yeah, yeah. Right. well, there was almost Vaseline on the lens. <laughs> why, would, why would you want to edit this? <laughs> all right, keep, um, keep moving. So. So what happens next, I don't quite understand, but it turns out, you know, it's something like they catch the, the, the cavemen catch up with him. Well, they, they frighten off the cavemen and they re- rescue Stella, right? Well, no, no. They, no, but they come back because of the lightsaber, right? They, we have got to have the oh. lightsaber reveal moment. Now comes the lightsaber Oh, fight. that's right. Acton turns up for no reason. Because, no, no. <laughs> well, there's a reason. The reason is that um, the cave people have caught up with them. They found them, right? Because obviously running away wasn't enough to, uh, yeah. to 
get away from them. Uh-huh. Um, so the cavemen catch up with them and just when it looks like all is lost, mm-hmm. Acton jumps up on a rock from behind a rock and Whoops, does, a bloody laser. <laughs> he does this thing and, it, and it's all very low sort of hip hip in it and this fucking laser beam comes out of his, like a, a lightsaber comes out of his hands. <laughs> And I nearly lost my shit because the last thing I the last thing I expected was a lightsaber. You saw it in the trailer. I never saw it. I, I missed it in the trailer. I wasn't expecting lightsabers. Um, and it was acting. And then he he proceeded to hack everybody to, to death with a big smile and with, grin. Yeah, yeah. He was really excited. He was super excited. And it about. really is a, a lightsaber. It's not lightsaber like. It's yeah. A lightsaber. It's the same effect. They yeah. probably use the same, you know, that special, what was it? Uh, they just painted on the cells, didn't no, they? No, it's tape. It's special uh, photographic tape and the thing spins, the rod spins. They Not used in exactly, the old Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, they? the very Already? first. Oh. It's it's Kodachrome tape or something. It's um, it's highly sensitive to light and it, and it blooms out in film. But they still painted over it. The glow and everything was added in post. Um... I it's just making it bright I on film. So. I thought they painted over. Not sure. Yeah. Not sure. Um, so Acton has realised that the planet they're on is the planet that they're looking for. Yeah, and he explains that somehow. Explains it. Yep. Because the two guardians, um, which one being the troglodytes and the other being the red monsters, they count as the two guardians. Therefore, yeah. it must be the planet. Yep. How he figured that Problem out, solved. I don't know. And old uh, and the old Hoff has a bit of a depressing moment when he's like, "I'm you know because he's the Emperor's son. I was looking for the space planet, the evil space planet. Yeah. Oh, and it turns out I've been sitting on it all this, all time, this time. Didn't notice. Yeah. But so, the reveal from Acton was very just um, Jessica Fletcher. You know. Yeah. Where. Yeah, but we we didn't get to see any of those things. You all, <laughs> well, we never do. He just no. knows everything. I mean, yeah. that's why the, the, we didn't explain why the spaceship brain had a malfunction. But that's because Acton had a little, you know, yeah, taking yeah. out a USB yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because he knew that was going to happen. Because he knew, yep. and he normally doesn't interfere with the future because that's against the law. Yeah. But in that particular case, he did interfere exactly. with the future. Exactly. Must so where's the, the line drawn? Very good point. Yeah. He should be back in jail doing yeah. hard labor <laughs> in a bikini yeah. for twelve hours at least. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yes, for 12 hours and no five-minute break. Um, Okay, and then Acton says, now we must destroy all the machinery. So there's some machinery somewhere. Oh, there's these computers that are pre-programmed. The pre-programmed They're pre-programmed, yes. That will run forever because they're pre-programmed. Yes, and they have energy cells. I think you're up to there's a little chunk of the film I don't think I saw. Oh, this is where this is where <laughs> well, I explained to the guys. <laughs> I watched this film three times. This is where the viewer's energy is is starting to. The first two times, I felt like I hadn't watched it low. at all because nothing seemed to commit to memory. So this afternoon, I watched it again and realised I hadn't actually seen the last thirty minutes of it. Because the first two times I must have passed out. But I'm still going into the show tonight. I wasn't sure whether they did cross over and I, and I did catch the whole film. Maybe you got You're now by- describing something I have no recollection of at all. You, got- you might have seen it, but you just don't yeah, remember. Maybe you got affected machines. by the red monster. I might have been. I might have been in a daze. All right, so they go to destroy the machinery. They find a cave, and it's got full of robots, full of computers, and and and, glass, and stuff, glass globes, glass globes, little wee 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 noises everywhere. And um, they're all standing around wondering what they're going to do. And then Count Thragnal turns up yep. with these bad guys. With three men on the left and three men on the right. Yes, 
And uh, I don't know. I forgot what his line was. He, uh, he actually starts monologuing like hardcore, right? Yeah, yeah, he like yeah. just yeah. he just spurgs out on he, monologuing. On a number right? of occasions he does in this film also give that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he oh, does yeah, that all the way out laugh. on his on his egress, maniacal laugh. From the, uh, yes, it's, it's just all an hour, a minute worth of maniacal laugh, laughter. I kind of wanted to have him. T- I mean, why did he turn up there? I don't know why. There's probably some plot. I kind of wanted to have walk in backwards, and he's like carrying donuts and coffee, and he's like, <laughs> "What? What the hell? Is that? <laughs> <laughs> who, who let you in?" <laughs> anyway, that's where the two evil robots, the golems, the robo golems, turn up. Now, the plan is the plan doesn't make any sense. But Count Ragnall is going to, he has mined the planet with nuclear bombs. That's right. And he's going to leave and he's going to let the heroes suffer the ultimate death of being blown up on a planet with nuclear bombs. But he's not going to tie them up or even search them. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. But he's got two uh, very slow-moving robo-golems who are going to ensure that that plan works. Well, if they were too stupid to be affected by the red monsters, he probably feels that they're no threat. We got this covered. the important plot point that he's done here is he's told the emperor his son is there. That's right. He's tried to lure him in. He's baited the emperor. So this is, it's a trap. Yep. All right, so he leaves, and then there's there's a fight with the robots. Yes, guards leave. Yes, yeah. yep, yep. Yep. I then, don't remember the fight. No, Acton um, just whips out his lightsaber and gives the robots a whooping. I think I picked, yeah. I picked it back up when Acton goes down. He goes down during the fight. He yeah. gets mortally wounded. Yeah, in the shoulder. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> is it yeah. a shoulder wound? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, his energy he, center is. He takes out one and decides it's a good selfie moment and stays <laughs> in that position for a while. After oh, really? Killed one, thinking this is a cool position. I look, yeah. I look cool. Yeah, I, I do. I do. I look no, no, cool. No, no, no. And then the other one comes along and cuts him on the shoulder, and he kind of falls over. And um, and it needs to be that way because yes. Prince Simon hasn't done anything. And then Prince in a while. Simon, who suddenly remembers he too can fight with lightsabers. Yeah, um, which obviously <coughs> aids Acton before because he just does it now. And then he and he finishes off the second robot. Yeah, and then. The obviously wound to the arm is so heinous. Yeah, that he has to dissolve. He has to dissolve. I mean, but maybe. It's all right because he's going to live forever. It's yeah. all right. I will live forever. And then. Just like in that other movie with those ghost, force ghost things. But strangely, they can't convince him to do anything useful after that. So it's like, come on, Acton, let's get out of here. Yeah. And he's like, no, no, I've been wounded in the shoulder. I'm. Probably have to die. He says, "No, no, no. We'll, we'll carry you. We have bandages." Yeah. He's like, "No, no, 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 no. I'll die. I'm going to die. Like I can't. I can't avoid my fate or something." Yeah. yeah. Which because yes. you'd be breaking the law. Yeah, it's illegal. Yes, despite the fact that he broke those laws earlier. Earlier. Okay. It's all right to break the law when it suits you. Well, if the script but says my, that's that's my philosophy. So then I think the emperor then turns up, and he says, "You know, walks in. He's like, hey, everybody, I'm the emperor.'" I got this call right. a few minutes ago. Some dude. What's going on? <laughs> and then uh, David Hasselhoff's response is, you know, something like, oh, my God, father, you know, hello, it's great to see you. But we have to get out of here because the planet has been mined with nuclear bombs. And I'll quote here. 
We have 45 seconds to escape. Yes. Does he say three minutes? Nope. It was 45 seconds. Yeah. And um, and somehow Hasselhoff thinks that he's going to be able to run through all the corridors, find the spaceship, start it up, yep. launch himself into space and somehow escape the planet that's mined with nuclear Maybe bombs. Maybe he thinks the spaceship's like kit. Maybe he's having a night ride. Yeah. But the Emperor yeah. doesn't even bash an eyelid at no. that reveal. He just goes, <laughs> watch would, this. I'm yeah. the Emperor. I wouldn't be the Emperor for the nothing or some horrible one. And he turns and says, space command ship. <laughs> Stop the passage of time! <laughs> and then the yeah. green ray comes from the spaceship. The green ray of time. The green ray comes and says, for the next three minutes, every molecule... They're standing in there yeah. while the ray comes down. That's right. Every molecule on this planet will be frozen in time for three <laughs> minutes. But when the three minutes are up, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, the molecules will speed up. Yeah. And then yeah. everything yeah. makes look. But they're standing right in there, and yeah. then they turn around and they walk out. Yeah. So apparently, <laughs> yeah, apparently exactly. time stopped, but they can still move. That's right. And That's even right. then, three minutes to me doesn't seem like a long time. Why not five? Yeah, but they just why not ten? They just, no, the, no, because he says the green beam will lose its potency. That's right. When it when, when it, it fades, the planet gets gets you know time gets wise gets wise to it. The planet realizes that it yeah. Then the molecules start up again. Yep. Um, something something something. So and then none they, of that had to happen. None of that had to happen. Then, All you had to do was take it from 45 seconds to five minutes. Yeah. Then we don't have to do any of that shit. But then we can't do a cool green thing. Green red. It's all about doing a green beam. Yeah. Okay, and I have another quote for you. So this is the Emperor in the Christopher Plummer voice. After three minutes, the green ray will lose its power. Time will flow once again and everything will explode. Yes. Yeah. Now let's yes. go. All right. Let's so, meander out of here. So everybody leaves, and we still have another fight before we have to end the end the film. Oh, this is a this is a bad one. I remember this is this is horrible. So we still I got remember one more fight to go. Like when I realised that that's about to happen, mm. that they have to launch some kind of offensive. So the, the I'm like, oh, space, spaceships we're talking. I got to watch more like they fucking escape. And they have <sighs> take the dude They have out. an aerial dogfight longer than any in Star Wars or Battle of Britain. Oh. But there's not a dogfight. It is it is 10 minutes of launching of, the same spaceship yeah, over over and over again. Like, zoom, and then and it's spaceship going zoom, left to right and spaceships going right to left. And they <laughs> did one of the biggest mistakes if you're showing any dogfight, you got to show the pilots yeah. and empathize. Yeah. Remember there's people mm. inside yeah. them they're yeah. going like red mm. fire blah blah blah. Nothing. And then no just ships on Sticks. Just like ships flying in different directions <laughs> and some randomly blow up. Yep. Yeah. And, this, and this goes on for 10 minutes. Oh. And we don't know who's who or and what's what. in between, what. they cut to the, the, the is Count, Count Southrand's ship where you see the people, his, his cronies, with, with rifles. They all sit down and go into a shooting position. And you don't yeah. understand, are they shooting out of the windows yeah, of, yeah. The, of the big hand? Yeah. What's going on? Oh, and before that happens, they, they, he has his dance. The, the Count is on the spaceship in space and he says, I will be emperor by sunset. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And in my, space. In let's space. Put, let's put, let's put, <laughs> yes. I changed my daughter during the dogfight, <laughs> glancing at the TV occasionally, yeah. going, and "Am I missing nothing?" Num-? And I changed nothing. it, and it and it was a number two, so it involves a bit of time. I did the whole thing, operation taken yeah, care of. Didn't miss anything. And by the time I sat back on the lounge, all right, 
Still, I, I thought I did that too I mean, quickly. the most interesting yeah. thing in the fight was the golden dildos, torpedoes yeah. that, that were shot right through the windows <laughs> into the space station. With the sound of glass breaking as they were coming <laughs> in. Why didn't they put the nuclear bomb in one of them? I don't exactly. know. They have what two did, people with what rifles. Did they, put, <laughs> they put people in them. They put two humans that would jump out with their guns. <laughs> and then get shot. And, and I have to question... <laughs> They're in space, right? This thing's gone through the glass. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Force yeah, fields. Like, yeah. Force like, fields. Where's the space friction, my friend? <laughs> <laughs> lots, lots of friction holding yeah. people in inside yeah, the ship. The friction yeah. trial must be massive. <laughs> all right, and after all of that, the heroes lose the fight, which is good. I which, like which that. is hard to which even make nice. out because of all the smoke and the lasers. It's and actually everything. a surprise. They're wearing the, the end same fight of the film and the, and the goodies lose. That's and, actually a surprise. And okay. how does the count command his men during the? He repeats it. Yeah, he said, kill, kill them, them. Kill, kill them, them. kill, kill them. them. That's all he does. Like it was, un- like they were unsure what they were there to do. <laughs> yeah, like, like you there, kill them, kill them. Well, what else do you think they're going to do with those guns, you <laughs> fucking idiot? It's, it's like General Patton after smoking a joint. All he can say is, kill them, kill them, kill them. That's all he's got. That's his strategy. Point and say, kill them. It's yep. precise and to the point. Well, it worked. Simple, yes. It worked, I mean, it? that's true. He, he did win. He's he, fighting he imbeciles, the day. All his men have to be immune against the red monster goop, so they're all not the best. They're not the brightest lamps in the store. So all right, I so was double devastated when I realised I had to sit through that shit because mm. I thought the film should have finished earlier. Then they lost. Then they lost. So now, in and order for the good guys to win, I've got to go through something else. They've got to present something and else. For in the this entire film. fight, our heroes are standing there watching. Yeah, the Doing main nothing. characters that we have. Yeah. Yes. Watched and observed for the entire film. Yeah. They just stand there and, and observe it on a TV screen. Yeah. That's an excellent point. It's like, what are you thinking, script? Yeah. Yes. They've even had L blow up and be destroyed and smashed multiple times. Why can't you just send L down there and sacrifice that character in a losing battle? Yeah. All right. But fortunately, the Emperor has a cunning plan. He has a plan B. He has a plan B. So obviously, because they don't have any more army or something... They're going to suicide crash a city star that just crash, happens. Dan. Oh, They're s- going to star crash. Sorry. Good lord! This is the point crash. where they sorry. City reveal size. the name of the film. Yeah, and this- is this the name of the maneuver? Like, he says we're going to star crash. And it's what we saw in the Jedi Last Jedi thing. You just put your ship into hyperspace and ram some other ship. Yeah. So basically, take a floating city and drive it. Except into- these guys had the common sense to jump out before they. Did. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think they also. Um, the r- last set Jedi. it to self-destruct as well, didn't they? They they set the nuclear yeah. reactors to destruct yeah. or something. Sure, why not? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, so in two minutes flat, they managed to evacuate the rainbow the city, city. The entire city. That just happens to be over there, yeah. just nearby. Why it got brought along for the <laughs> fucking ride, we, we'll never know. And the Emperor, for some reason... Thinks that you know presents it like it's some master plan that yeah. everybody's had organised for years. The famous star crash that we've all heard about. But yeah. they have evacuated the citizens. Yes. Yep. They, and they also rebuilt L, who just now comes in. So hey, I'm back again. Yeah. With better parts. That's right. And so Stella and L are going to fly because you don't have remote control for some reason on these things. Yeah, and only Stella can do it because he's the best pilot. And um, Dave, David Hasselhoff does ask him not to. To do it. That's right. 
Uh, so they fly the flo- floating city towards the, um, the bad guy's ship. The space fist. The, yep. the hand, yep. Which occasionally does close and open. I mean, the fingers yes. move. That, we we still no understanding of why it closes. Maybe or sometimes opens. it says, look, <laughs> over there. I don't know. I wish it did something like that. That would be cool. Even if it flew along like a pointed <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. finger, that would be yeah. cool. Like, <laughs> and right at the end, as the city's coming towards it. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. that's kind of what happens. Um, I didn't write down the line, but there's the cheesiest, worst line where Emperor Count Thraganal is like, ah, we killed them all. Ha, ha, ha. And then one of his minions comes up and says, you know, Count, there seems to be a city that's about to crash into yeah, us. Like it's no one was watching. It's 56 metres away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's too close for us to fire on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So did this city sneak up? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Were they yeah. all looking the other way for the last yeah. few minutes as it's hurtled through space towards them? They're all did they comparing not their battle stories. Um, yeah. And that's where the hand actually closes up. That's their last defence. They turn, yeah. And it doesn't even turn into a fist. It nah, just kind of just goes, yeah, nah. becomes a bit more... I like the Amazonians holding a gun. Mm. Exactly. Limp. <laughs> it was limp. <laughs> the limp space fist. And so, <laughs> and so the Emerald City uh, crashes into the handy spaceship. That's right. And blows it all up. Kablooey. So we've arrived Abad, at the end. Abad, uh, El and, and Stella jump out. Yep. And they float. <laughs> they swim, sort of, again. In, in best dark the, star fashion, past the planet. Yeah. <laughs> swing. And they get sucked back into the thing. And then David says, Stella. And she said, Simon. Oh, that's right. And Robert goes, oh. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. Comedy moment. Yep. And while they're having a bit of a pash in the background, we cut to Christopher Plummer. Oh, who's who going to wrap us up? Oh, yeah, he, he sends us out, doesn't he? Oh, he? Have you got a quote there? Does, oh, it's something like, yeah, this was a giant uh, pain in the ass, it, and now it's all about over. Glowing, and, glowing stars. And stars. And radiant and planets. And the stars glow. Freedom. Yeah, and, stars glow again. And liberty. Yeah. And peace, but the wheel will turn. And there will always be some yes. dark force. There's probably yeah. some other prick later <laughs> <Yeah>. on. <laughs> There's going to be a jerk. There'll be a dick eventually. But for now, Peace. we can sleep. Yeah. And we fade out. That's it. Thank God. Oh. <laughs> uh. Sweet Lord. That film was amusing. That was only um, about <laughs> two and a half hours or something like that. We never get the audience lives. that lasted this long. There's no one. There's no one. <laughs> There's one person on you, on Facebook, and that's probably <laughs> it's probably you. It's probably <laughs> us. It's probably us. Hey, if somebody can sit through this film, they, they can sit through the show. Yeah, I, I sat through the film. I watched the film twice on I the same day because I watched it once. Then I did some research on it and saw that Mystery Science Theater 3000 did a show on it oh, yeah. uh, in the first season. And so I watched Mystery Science 3000 because that's on Netflix and I have it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what show so, is that? Uh, they sit, they, they do comments, they do silly comments. They <laughs> take a B-movies. silhouette of cinema seats and yeah. then they're like a robot and a... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they just do stupid comments. They don't they like overdub never, it. They yeah. sort of ne- they do silly comments in the pauses while people don't talk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's not as good as it could be. It would be a much funnier show if they actually yeah. just overdubbed the film. Yeah. And, and silly what's comments. it called? Mystery, Mystery Science, Science Theater 2000. Retail, oh, the right. second, it was already a show back in the 90s, Netflix. late 90s, and now they're doing a reboot. All right. Of it. Mm. 
All right, it's, so it's quite popular. <clears throat> in the name of justice and to try and protect what little audience we have left, I think we should wrap this up. <laughs> yes, yeah. absolutely. Um, burn. <laughs> <laughs> And we're done. <laughs> I came in today saying I would definitely put this into the borrow pile. But after having such a good time for the last two and a half hours, I think I would probably yeah. buy that sucker oh, if I saw buy that it. one. You, you would only it. buy it so that you could put it on someone. Like someone comes over or something and you just want to stitch them up for an hour. Well, it would have to be Watch a DVD this. with lots of special features on it. And it would have to be in the reject shop for $2. Because mm. you can never unwatch it. No, I would burn it. And I would burn any <laughs> shop that tried to sell yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> IMDb has got a 3.9. 3.9. No, that's a lie. That is a lie. 3.9 out of 10, and that's out of 5,000. No, it has to be because there are films that are genuinely so bad that you find the time. I did not find the time completely wasted. I had a good fun time watching this film. Well, then so the, the less than 3.9 needs to be reserved for Battlefield Earth or something that is yeah. really so shocking that you just don't want to put yeah. it on anyone. Yeah. You can have a good time with this. At the very least, there's, there's you know, Carolyn Monroe. It's funny that this, our show is directly inverse proportionate to the quality of the film. <laughs> because if we go for the, the length of time we've gone tonight, you know that's a shit film. <laughs> yeah. right? When we do good films, they tend to bring them in at about an hour and, hour and 20 minutes or something like that. Um, but yeah, now burn this motherfucker. <laughs> yes, it's the worst movie ever made and everything about it is terrible. <laughs> And therefore, everyone should see it at least once in their life, I yeah. think. Oh, you have to see it. But then burn it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, the deal. Yeah. All right, gentlemen, thank you. You'll work that out yourself after you've watched it. Absolutely. Hey, we're on social media, YouTube, yep. Voyage of the Geek, Twitter, Voyage of the Geek, other things, Voyage of the Geek. YouTube. YouTube. Twitch. Twitch. Um, drop us a line. Let us know if there's any films you want actually, us to have a look at. Actually, let us know if you actually are listening now. Yeah. If you got to the end of the show. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, even on recording, so like depressing. not even just live. Yeah. You're asking for depressing. Just let us let us know somehow electronically that you made it to the end of the show because I'm telling you, some of some of the people at this table only just did. There are some, <laughs> there are some people worse off. The actor who played L, the robot guy, yeah. whoever Hamilton something, C three penis O. IMDb, his profile on IMDb is not just L. Right? We don't see what the actor looks like. He, The poor sucker, not just does he have to have L as his IMDb profile, but it's the worst possible photo of L, oh, really? which is L exploding because it was just shot by the Amazons. And I don't know if you still have time to whip it up, but you've closed it all already. It's just this one picture of his of L with lots of smoke in his face. Half the IMDb image is smoke. So what does this poor actor has done to deserve to make that the best possible photo of him? I know what he did to deserve that. I mean, he only did three uh, three movies in his... He's only credited for three movies. But... It was one of the movies he made. That's the picture. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> yes. And this is not the voice actor. This is the guy that this ran the guy, around this in the, the husband. This is the of, husband of Stella Star. Of Monroe. Of Monroe, yeah. Yeah. So his picture is with his face blown off. Yeah. Because he doesn't want to be identified. He well, certainly doesn't want to be associated with this real person. Yeah. Not a, not a d- definitive acting... No. All right, I think we should wrap it up. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, gentlemen, thank you. Thank you, one and all. And until next time, it's bye from me. Bye from me. Thanks for watching. Bye. What is your